let's do that. Hello, welcome right. to the Honest War Gamer. I'm one of your three hosts for this show. My name is Rob, and I'm joined on the Agency One Monday show by my co-host, Mr. Nathan Prescott. Hello, Nathan. Hello, hello. How you doing? Hello, hello. How great. you doing? So great to have you here. Mr. James, don't touch my ring, Powell. That's me. Stay um, off it. Get all over it. Get all over it. <laughs> <laughs> and Dan, and Dan is just waiting for things to open up unsupervised. Hello, Dan. <laughs> emotionally, emotionally James waiting for things to open up. James's yeah, yeah. ring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm getting. Okay, thanks, chat. Thanks, chat. Oh, thanks, is it chat. two Nath day? Yeah, it's double Nath. It's just the comp the the overlays are all still hacked together from the stream last night, so I, I hadn't picked up on that. So apologies, Which everyone. Was spectacular. Like I, so I was just like at home, uh, like in the middle of like cooking dinner and doing some work, and then when I started to see these, because and I I was sad because I was like, oh, I was at the LVO last year. I was doing holy Jesus Christ. This is obviously being filmed live in front of the Twitch studio audience. Poison Berries 96, uh, which feels like a challenge more than a threat, has donated uh, 20 gift subscriptions in the chat. So that's very <laughs> lovely. That's very lovely of you. Thank you. Uh, overwhelmingly kind. Thank you to Tatsu Saisi for also resubscribing. Oh, no, for subscribing for the first time. Yes. And then a couple of first-time chatters. Uh, Fels Hatner, uh, Shrekt60. Uh, and also Chestnut Bombs. Who's your favorite of the three first-time chatters? Dan? Oh, I, I think Felt Shatner makes me, like, there's there's an onomatopoeia to that sound that I enjoy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, like, that is a visceral name. You know, like, when you say, like, Felt Shatner, I'm like, felt, like, I, I'm feeling, it feels smooth as it comes out of your mouth, and then Shatner feels like aggressive liquid. Still so it's my favorite, like a... still, still my favorite um, Star Trek captain is Shatner. Like, I know Absolutely. Shatner's Shatner. He's an issue. But, like, come on. Original series Star Trek. And I know original series Star Trek is a bit problematic. But I just love the idea of going to space, writing something on a pad, slapping a fellow colleague on the ass for some particular reason, and then I go, punch <laughs> an alien. Yeah? Right? And then I become or, friends with the alien. I understand its culture better. It. Yeah, yeah. I understand its culture better. Yeah, that's true. By it's what it. you're giving advice today, that punching someone helps you understand their culture. Nathan? That's sketchy. It can do. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he'd have my back on that. Oh, <laughs> I <no>. always knew. <laughs> uh, when push comes to shove, punching is the best way to communicate. <laughs> I've always said there's only three three ways you can get to know a person. You fuck them, you fight them, or you dance with them. Uh, so we'll see if that holds true at the end of, through this show. Okay, <laughs> I, I I do have to just throw a flag on the plate right now yeah, go uh, for it. and ask the question, as someone who talks for a living, mm -hmm. that's not one of your three. Like like getting to know someone like you literally you, we were just saying that whenever something comes along your answer is oh I should do a stream about it so literally talking is your bread and butter and yet you're still like can't really know them until we've danced. I mean I'll stand by that I'll stand by that which is why <laughs> which is why the dance stream coming soon uh, which will be good all right okay listen chat it's just up? a bunch of four dolly players playing just dance together this will be the most like in bikinis. As, yeah, in bikinis. Still uh, in I a can, hot tub. I can say that from my area of it, it's going to be like quite uh, furry 
and also very uncoordinated. I don't know what the chat's going to be like. I but actually, you know what? I'm actually not too bad at ballroom, but the rest of it, I've got nothing. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, right. Hello, everyone in the chat. What up, uh, Grumdy? Thanks for subscribing. Poisonous berries. That's an incredibly kind gift of the gift subs. Uh, so we were meant to be doing Soulbound and uh, not that. Don't say the next bit because otherwise Tristan will be triggered. Soul, our Soulbound adventure, Soulbound and up uh, today. Uh, but we are not, we're, we're skipping it, we're, well, we're moving it on till next week, we're delaying it. I'm sorry if you turned up for that and that alone. Major, mainly because there's been some pretty major news over the weekend. I didn't do the Monday show to unpack it with the chat, uh, so I thought that I would talk to Nathan, James and Dan about this hot goss, which is, um, which is, uh, which is very interesting, uh, and, those, uh, and, and talk through those things, because some of them are pretty impactful, some of them have got like two sides of the conversation, and some of them really are uh so yeah specifically not over the weekend i mean that's also true we didn't even talk about the reveals actually i should bring that up but before we do get on to the news which is pretty <laughs> pretty broad which is pretty broad uh, i'm gonna see yeah. how everyone is nathan start me off how are you my love oh, i'm all right buddy how you doing i'm good thanks i'm good i'm actually good. Uh, a bit panicky i have uh i'm speed painting uh, dry brushing, speed dry brushing, uh, a bunch of minis right now for um, my game tomorrow. I've got an Age of Sigmar game tomorrow. I'm going to be using my Lumineth. Uh, cool. So I'm just doing the bases. Lumineth, right? uh, Not Lumineth. Shit. Ineth Deepkin. It's all the same. <laughs> I was going to say, fuck me. You've got another elf army on the game. No, Ineth Deepkin. They all look the same. Yeah. Sorry. Not Lumineth. Yeah. Not Lumineth. Don't, I, I wouldn't take Lumineth now. That 60-point increase has made them useless in-game. Uh, which is the the important point? Absolutely terrible, James. You could use your Lumineth army now. Uh, it's it. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> I think I spent like five hours painting each model. It definitely would not be ready for about another two years. <laughs> wow. Uh, all right, but Nate, what have you been up to? How have you been? Oh, uh, I've been all right, thank you. Uh. Hobby-wise, the only bit of hobby I've done really is uh, submit my list for that um, Warrior Lodge tournament next weekend over at Mansfield. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Is it a Gitspace list? Yes, it is, yeah. It's uh, uh, the Loon Bossel Mangler Squig with the uh, Arcane Tome. So he's a dodgy character list. That's the one. That's the one. The one I played against. Uh, I think you've played against that list at some point. Did yeah. you have you kept the Strand of Ragnarok in it? Uh, no, because I've not finished painting. I've been too busy with other stuff. I've still still got like painting. spiders. Uh, no, I've not. Yeah, I've not had a chance to pick up a paintbrush for the last week and a bit. So, um, yeah, <sighs> so this the spiders the first week are on hold. You haven't been painting spiders. Yep. Oh well. Wow, you must have been busy. <laughs> You Jesus. must have been busy because you've been keen. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah I was busy. When's the last, like, I don't know. Can you remember the last week on show you weren't painting spiders? Yeah, I know. When did that happen? I think last? it was before I started. Probably pre-COVID. <laughs> yeah. No, he painted when we that Mega to... Gargan. He painted that Mega yep. Gargan for a while. That's, that's true. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. All right. Well, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, don't worry about it, Nate. We've, there's lots of uh, Warhammer to talk about in a minute, so I won't stress. Good. And that uh, event, yeah, yeah. Th- let me get that right. That event is next, w- this weekend coming. This weekend coming, yep. 
over okay. at the sanctuary uh, in Mansfield. Not certain we're going to be able to get uh, the Soulbound show in because there will be a Nathan Prescott battle report then. Might have to book that in for a whole other I, show. You know what? <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a good point. Uh, and we, we need to know what the we, – we do – as much as I love Soulbound, we have to give the people what they want. <laughs> oh uh, yes uh okay yeah i agree i mean i mean literally someone in the chat was like already hype uh okay <laughs> <laughs> so about so about a delayed is the new name for it uh <laughs> soul bound and inbound maybe we should set Whatever. maybe we should set like a target like if by the end of the show we've had 150 sub new subscriptions Nathan yeah. has to do the two-hour battle report. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And we silence all of our microphones <laughs> for the entire episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We won't talk. Yeah. No one cares what we have to say at that yeah. point. Right, okay. We're here. Um, oh. We're here, but we're just alive. We become. We do another show, and we become a live react channel <laughs> to Nathan's battle report. Oh, my God. Do you think he's going to say that the Arachnorok killed... Oh, no, it's gone. It's gone. Together. It's dead. Together. It's dead. Actually, that's very similar to the LVO coverage from last night, but more on that later. Uh, thank you to mm. Rawkin oh. uh, for subscribing. Uh, big love to you. Someone asked in the chat, have we missed anything? Not yet. James. <laughs> James. 14 minutes into the show. You know we don't start doing anything until like 30 is early. 30 minutes into the show, and if we start getting on track and on topic, it's like, oh, fuck, they're serious this week. You've got to lean into it. We've got to warm up. Just fuck off. Give us a chance. Uh, yeah. James, talk to us. Talk to me. How you been doing? What you been doing? <laughs> I still see you painting. What's going on? I am painting. Okay. Chariots. I'm still painting, painting the chariots. future. The future. Oh, yeah. what is it? Thanks, David Hang Smith, on. for donating five gift subscriptions. Whoop, Here whoop. We go. I think it's Smythe. I'm guessing if there's a Y in there, it's Smythe. Is that right? He's Irish. Uh, well, no, it's, if it's Smith. David M-Y-T-H, uh, Mr. David Smith, can you please confirm whether it's if or I? No, it's David Smith. It's a myth. <laughs> yeah, or it's David Smith. He's not Jesus even real. Christ. Oh, words are hard, but like David, ge genuinely. David I... Smith. <laughs> Thanks, David Smith. <laughs> Smith. Uh, Smith. Uh, all right. Uh, Smith. Yeah. James, what are you painting? The future? Is that a chariot the I future. see before me? Here it is. Here's my chariot. Oh, baby. How many chariots have you got left Ooh. to do? Uh, I'm So my painting on these chariots is really disgruntled. Meg wanted to paint some griffs, charges or whatever they are. So yeah. she painted these two. I painted a chariot. So they are literally all over the place. And then my Stormcast thing, if no one's ever seen it or if you've ever seen it, has like a sparkly green on these don't yet um but that has like a weird system where i like paint them all then use a technical paint that's kind of gloopy and it takes a like a while to dry okay. so they're all in like various stages of painting so if i did the nathan prescott method there's four chariots i've probably got one at 22 and a third oh uh one at 52 percent one at 90 percent and Sorry. this one's probably at 45 percent sorry just because oh. just because i'm confused is it is it is it 22 plus one whole third or 22 and one third of a percent 
put, put, uh, let's go with the second one. Okay, because that was all. <laughs> 22 <laughs> 22.3. I'm not a builder. Zero. That's my problem. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, you're not a builder, but you did once hammer down a lot of carpet tile. <laughs> I did. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for reminding me of that graft I did. Uh, thank you to Corby Quinn for donating the gift sub. Big love to you. Um, Except, uh, I just want to point dad. this out because he does it every time. <laughs> every every time, time to dad. I wonder if he's got like a direct debit that like just pops up and it's like, because don't it's forget. Like, I feel like like every couple of months someone realizes it and shames me about it. It's just like, <laughs> hey, it's, I'm just like, ah. Don't you work here? Right. So, yeah, well, I know, I know. But it's like, it, it'd be like if I worked in a games workshop and was always painting uh, like 3D printed miniatures in the store and someone was like, can you, can you not? function like this uh i just feel like i'm not a person but thank you uh thank you call me quinn for always pointing out my inadequacies uh which is you know that's what a good relationship is based on i agree i agree that's how i work it uh thanks jesus for resubscribing dan just quickly how are you how's how's things uh i'm good um the the film industry is a little bit slower here than it has been in previous years because everyone's still a little bit uh, concerned about the Coco Vovo, so uh, which has effectively just given me another couple of weeks before my work life goes batshit crazy. Uh, so it's nice to to have a little bit of a cruisy start to the year, and the the I can't like I, I'm not supposed to say too much about it at this point in time, but it's actually really cool because I'm working on something for myself. Um, I'm working with a really talented producer and a couple of other people who are very, very good at what they do. Um, and yeah, it's nice. I've been creating things for other people for a while. Like uh, just, in just regards a quick one. to like the film Have space. you seen the film There's Something Wrong With Kevin? Uh, no, but I have heard about the film. Is that anything like Ron's Gone Wrong? Or did we just have two different like stories based on a name and something being incorrect with that person in a very, very short space very, of time. Very different. Very different. It's about, uh, <laughs> it's about it's effectively, I'm not even going to talk about it. It doesn't matter. Um, but it's, uh, it's a great, it's a great film, pretty dark, pretty gruesome, uh, truth be told. But I just, I want you to do like a remake, but uh, really it just turns out that all of the flashbacks and cutscenes, it just turns out that Kevin is actually just a Warhammer player. Like that's the thing. Like at the end, that's his like problem. The, that's the yeah. That's the that's the dark <laughs> mystery at the kind of end. Uh, <laughs> oh wait, I do mean I do mean we need to talk about Kevin. That's the film. That's the film. We need to talk about. Right? Uh, uh, yeah. So it's and it's not a porno. God, why did the chat go to porn straight away? Um, because we tell them when you're not here that you're busy making Nathan's this, OnlyFans. I, yeah, I'm true. actually I'm actually naked all the time. This is just every week I get a neck down tattoo uh, to replace the what looks like clothing. Um, no, but it's really cool because I've been for a long time. Uh, when I was in Australia, I got to do some of my own stuff. Since I've been here, I've been a little bit too busy for it. So it's nice to start putting some energy towards something oh, uh, for myself. It came out of my own brain. Congrats. Uh, Good luck. And, and Jimbo Paints in the chat said that they would like to crowdfund uh my wardrobe so that the chat gets to choose what i wear every monday night and i will say if you if you do that i'll wear it uh within reason within reason i'm not wearing a bikini and being in a hot do, tub they won't that's do they won't stream. do within reason you need to understand this at this point you got to control them yeah that's why i slap them yeah, down. yeah. uh right yeah you've got to keep them treat them mean, Hang keep on, them before mean, we go any further yes sir. because every week i forget that dan works in whatever he works in whatever yeah. we call it showbiz 
uh, yes, sure, you can call it that. It's and not that glamorous, but yeah. That's what we're calling it. And I was thinking today, if you haven't seen Spider-Man, small spoilers, sorry, mm. everyone, but it's been long enough. Uh, in the l- newest, was it in the newest? No, mm. it wasn't. I'm lying. If you've not seen Hawkeye, spoilers. I haven't. Okay. No spoilers. That, don't literally don't bring up a spoiler best. right now. Stop. <laughs> it's too late. No, it's literally late. stop. Stop. <laughs> Because I need to talk about it. What are you going to do? Save it for Christmas Get him! I want to watch it. So shut up. Yeah, but but it's not a major spoiler. So in in Hawkeye, you can not listen, Rob. There's a a musical about the Avengers, and I thought, you know what? Wouldn't it be great if someone made a musical about the Horus Heresy? Yeah, it would. And I thought, what a great thing. Like, and can you imagine the rage? Because there'd be people really angry that it existed. And there would oh, be people yeah. really angry that it wasn't right. And then there'd be some people in the middle that loved it, but were too scared to tell everyone. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. And you know what the best part of that would be? Okay. So uh, I don't want to reveal too much about my past, but for uh, a while, I worked in musical theatre in Australia. No, I may we've have got time for this. It. We've got so much I, to talk about. No! I, I, I don't I have may time have... for Spider-Man. Go on, Dan. Go on. I, I may <laughs> have been in Cats at one point in my life. Uh, we, we need to go into no more discussion of lacquer and body painting than that. But all I'm saying is, like, every musical has very particular numbers. You know, like, you've got the big expressive number. You've got the emotional ballad. You've got, like, the, the triumphant return and all of that jazz. And all I'm imagining is, like, this really deep emotional ballad between, like, maybe, like, uh, like Fulgrim and Ferris Manus or, like, Horace and the Emperor where it's just like that whole like two worlds that can never be but long for each other. Uh, and that's all I want now. That's all I want is... Uh... I'd like one just called Sanguinius is Dead. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's the song and then, title. And then uh, and, and the lion takes a nap, <laughs> which is just him like being like, I really need a break. Uh, it's like, I just got to get away. Uh, and then he goes and has a nap and that's it. Okay. All right, well, uh, I'm, I'm happy for that. I'm going to move on now, is what I'm going to yeah, go. Oh, please, I know. Please move we on. talked I about know. that for like three hours. And I also, know. I can't wait for you to have to read the YouTube comments. And I'm like, <laughs> why do they never talk about what's in the video? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they watch live, they'd find out. Just all, right. all, all I want to say is, like, everyone in the chat who has posted up ideas for songs or themes or, like, titles of songs from the Horace Harris musical, this is now my favourite thing. Good. Um, Good. This is amazing. Vulcan yeah. needs a hug. Uh, and I, the, I, we don't need to talk about the cat I played. Let's just move on with our lives. This was, in fact, telling you all that much was a mistake. Okay, good. Good, good, good. That's why <laughs> was here Do we think for, that Rob think... doesn't like the idea... Because he wants to, he wants to be in the musical. No, I've just oh. got shit to do. I just got. <laughs> I, I don't have. Oh, it's already going to take us. We're already doing the news. It's going to take us three hours. Right. Listen. You know what okay. it is, James? It's that you actually nailed it. That's his next project. <laughs> and so you've revealed it to us. Imagine. Early. Can't believe you've ruined it for me. That's the. Uh, Sorry. It's okay. Don't worry. I mean, that happens. That's not a problem. Okay. Look. Let's which go, which let's... Primark would Rob play? I look, please. I just want to know. I just. Which, we need which to is know. the one from the emo ones? Because it'd be him. Oh no, he didn't have a Primark there, did they? They all had Primarks. Uh, what no, the they're fuck not are the emo ones. About? Yes, they all had Primarks. 
That's how it works. It's Which a, one what are the emo kill? ones called? Where they actually released a model and he's got hair like this. Yeah. Um. Oh God, that's Corvus, Corax. Yeah, Lorgar. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Coraz. There we go. Curse. Oh, All of that. Curse. Oh, there you go. That's who you are, Rob. Decided. Okay. All right. Perfect. Maybe you can be the Space Wolves one. Okay. All right, and you can be a salamander, and then Dan <laughs> can Dan can be a word bearer. Right, okay, we've done right. it. We've nailed it. We've nailed what what factions we'd be. Yeah, Nathan, don't worry, you got a good one. Um... <laughs> Is there a spider one? Uh... <laughs> right. So. Uh, let's, first bit of news is at the LVO 22, or previous to the LVO 2022, uh, we got a, a preview show from Games Workshop where they uh, introduced us to a, their, their kind of new studio set, which was pretty fancy. Uh, and we got to see some new miniatures. We got uh, a new FOMO box from uh, Games Workshop, as you guys have, known, uh, have seen. It's on the screen right now, the Arena of Shades. Uh, some of you may, uh, like, that's the name of it. Like, the last one was called The Fury of the Deep. Um, which is good. So the Arena of Shades. It's between Doors of Cain and Nighthorn. This did make us think that maybe we might get some battle tomes of these two books. Uh, and obviously we know because of today's news, uh, so we'll, we'll be quick on this, uh, that that's definitely going to be two battle tomes for each of these. Um, but we've seen some new miniatures as well, specifically two special characters. Uh, Nathan, did you happen to see any of the, the either of the two special characters and what were your thoughts? Yeah, I did. Uh, I saw uh, I saw pictures of them both. I think they looked all right. I mean, the ghost one just looks like all the other ghosts ones. Just a dude with a sheet and a candle and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I think this one got a book. Uh, but yeah, I like the Daughters of Cain one with the twirly-whirly whip. That was great. You like that one? You think you think yeah. the ghost looks like all the other ghosts, but the Daughters of yeah. Cain one is somehow different to all of the other Daughters of Cain models? It's finally happened. Yeah. It's me and Nathan <laughs> have fallen out. <laughs> you are absolutely out of your tree. James, what are your thoughts? I like the one where she's got hasn't got the mask on. That face is cool. I reckon that's pretty sweet. Okay. Oh, Nathan. So yeah. uh, well, I, I like the okay. whip. whip. That's cool. Sorry. Yeah. Carry on. Yeah. Uh, I really like the ghost model. I think it's super cool. I like his little book. And I think some people will do some really cool things with him. I think the daughter of Kane model is boring. I think it looks really static. I think the, the whip has some motion and she looks really static and it upsets me. But mm. obviously Nathan likes it and we all like different things. He's wrong. But other than that, fine. <laughs> um, I'm amazed that there's a FOMO box so close to a FOMO box. But okay. other than that, no real no real thoughts. Hey, can I just say, absolutely love that we call them FOMO boxes now. Big fan. Big fan that we've now got a name for it. Uh, Dan, what did you think of the, uh, <laughs> what did you think of the, the models? Uh, for those who tuned in to the reveal show, I already kind of like said what I think, so I won't go too deeply into it here to just repeat myself. Um, I don't mind the model. I think it's a nice little juxtaposition. What I do mind is that no one in their right mind was thinking that the one thing Daughters of Cain needed was another foot hero. They need another unit. Not a foot hero, not a flying hero, not a monster. They need either a, a cavalry slash mid-sized cavalry, you know, like a, a fulminator-sized cavalry unit or a horse-sized cavalry unit um, or or some kind of beastie, biggie monster thing that's not Marathi. Literally something to change up the dynamic of it. Another foot hero, even if you put them on a fucking plinth, doesn't 
change the dyna- the visual dynamic and style of this army at all. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I would say that the one thing I was super keen on, still keen on now, is the cross boos. Uh, so the uh, the shooting Nighthorn units, uh, because uh, because they do exactly what Dan just said. Change, I've said this on the review show as well. Uh, change up the kind of like uh, at least to some degree, change up how Nighthorn might play. Right? They mm. are, you know, they they they're, they're different. You know, which is nice. Uh, I think that's a, a nice little feature. What's everyone else? Uh, James, what do you think about crossbows? Like they've got a different role for the army. Got any thoughts? Yeah, they that? they're cool models too. And I did catch one of the daytime shows where you took the mick out the leaning guy because he's tired mm-hmm. and that made me love him even more um it's interesting though because you I keep taking the mick like, out of you... him i empathize oh, with him massively that's true you <laughs> said that the um doors of cane model mm-hmm. uh might not change how it plays but you could be wrong because yep. it could remove all their ward saves so you have a paper thin army just for using them <laughs> <laughs> that would be good or it probably is going to fight at the same time as a unit inside your book at which point you really ask do you really want to do three damage with a hundred point unit who knows who knows uh, but if we think anything like if we look at if it's anything like the flame keeper or the thrall master that we saw from the last fomo box mm. it could have some pretty strong synergy with the with the army um and i think it's nice that we're getting cross boos uh is what i'm gonna say nathan you got any thoughts on the cross boos uh, yeah, it's nice to see some proper range stuff for the ghosts instead of them just shouting at people. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. You don't want mm-hmm. as much shoot, Aaron. Okay. All right. Good. Just fed up. And they actually, I've us with, with also like I've had a, a little look at them, you know, with what they've shown since, and they're like their figure. Like yes, a lot of the night are hunched, but they're like hunched forward head, and they're like their size is a little bit larger. So it's like the same style but a different silhouette Hmm. for the army which again like design wise is really cool it adds a a new look to the army where if uh i think like the whatever it is the grim ghast reapers and the blade geist revenants like Hmm. those two units are their silhouette is very very identical they're you know in the same way that uh fire slayers have a very identical silhouette this adds a little unique like style to it which i like yeah 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 i agree like i i think i think it's a good switch up personally i think it's a good switch up uh, it's nice to see um like them get some ranged uh output mm. uh for the army because you know them and destruction do both struggle a little bit for ranged output obviously the squid gob are helping out destruction massively um uh in in that regard uh but then getting lots of bolt boys okay well that leads us on to today which is kind of like the the main subject of today uh which is uh the the roadmap now um i'll just kind of like just quickly talk about it like i'll go through oh no how will i yeah so they basically featured um i think they featured four battle tomes two of which we were pretty certain of and then one of which uh, and then two of two of which we'd also heard rumors of uh, but it's pretty shocking we'll go through them in order and then they've also said two mystery ones and they've given us a rough kind of like timeline you know these are like the first two are mm. soon which will be um uh, fire Slayers and death deepkin uh the other two will be in spring um which yeah. is night haunt and daughters of cain and then two mystery ones a chaos and order battle tome uh they've said that you can see in summer 
uh so in summer so there's some kind of stuff to talk about to prefix the conversation because i think there's loads to talk about here first off um i ran some uh, math shout out to simon Frody from south london legion who's kind of doing it with me uh the other day um in order to get all of the battle tomes out before they reset the system which is every three years we say 100 percent will do uh we are going to need to get eight battle tomes a year roughly mm-hmm. um uh two uh, we you know because we've had three in six months uh nurgle stormcast and also Uruk warclans so at three and six months nearly seven months um and so they they are going to have to really ramp it up and eight a year sounds i mean it's not one a month but it sounds like quite a bit like when you actually say it out loud mm. it's eight a year that obviously is not taking into account that they add any new factions or they don't mm. um uh which combine pretty, some they don't combine some basically and mm. also uh and if they also don't do any expansions like we saw with wrath of the ever chosen and stuff and that mm. obviously is still allowing for them some time to throw in in that last three-year gap in the last six months we'll get our our new broken realms or whatever that series yeah. of books will be okay so that's just to prefix the conversation it would require eight a year which i think is quite interesting other other things games Workshop have never done this they've never done mm. a roadmap um I, I think there's some great questions to as to whether or not this is even a roadmap <laughs> uh, yeah. right? but they have never done a roadmap like this uh before so these are um these are kind of like first shouts nathan uh hello th- throw me with your first initial impressions before we dive into the kind of like the the thoughts inside it Oh, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's nice to know um, that stuff is coming. Um, and it's quite cool that they've uh, definitely said what the next set is after the set that they've pretty much already told us about. So the the Daughters of Cain and the Nighthorn. And, um, yeah, and then the, obviously the following two just giving us the Grand Allegiances. It's, I guess that's quite a nice way to tease as well uh, and not make it too obvious because if it's in summer, it's still a fair way away. So if it was, say, um, one of your battle terms, say you were a Slaves to Darkness player and it's a Slaves to Darkness book, mm. and then they said, oh, in summer, it's this is coming, then you might feel a bit um, less inclined to play with your book now because you're going to wait for the summer so you'll be uh, uh sort of feel out of the loop maybe a little bit so it's quite i think it's quite a good way that what how they've done it there okay so yeah so i'm fairly positive about it i think yeah all right that's good that's good i uh i would say that like on the opposite end just on a like an anecdotal story so obviously it's not mm. true the whole way around uh having been fairly conscious of the ineth deepkin book being soon i was pretty hyped to be painting up my deepkin uh like for for the for like it coming out ahead of time uh yeah, yeah. which is nice but then you know that's also a 3d printed army and if it ends up with like uh, you know sharks being terrible which is one of the main things i painted up i'll be disappointed because that's the reason i want to play but ultimately i'll be like okay cool whatever um you know they didn't cost me tons because i printed them as opposed to if you spent hundreds on an army you know and and the other stuff so maybe maybe there's some facts there uh james as an emotional reaction how do you feel about the roadmap when you saw it did you see it previous to today uh no i saw it i saw it briefly at work today um I think on lunch. Uh, it's cool to have one. It's 
super loose. Okay. Was my first thought like winter, spring, summer? Yes. Doesn't doesn't give a huge amount, and I know like it's been very hard for them to pin anything down of late, but super loose. Uh, it's cool to see. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know. It was it was a bit of an odd one for me. Six isn't very many. Uh, and I thought it was kind of crazy to see another Daughters of Cain book. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. We'll come back to that because I think that's um, super fair. Yeah. I think that's. I think that's super fair. Uh, Dan, what was your kind of initial reaction? Okay. So the first thing I'm going to do is just point out that for uh, everyone who is a Northern Hemisphere elitist, there you that go. summer could be December. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> just so you know, this could be the entire year's worth of battle tomes. And I just want everyone to manage their fucking expectations because I get it. I get it. You're up here. You get to have a white Christmas. I got to have my first one this year. It was gorgeous. It was stunning. However, for a good chunk of people, summer doesn't fall in the middle of the year. It falls at the end. Now, this there's no little asterisks guaranteeing that this is a northern hemisphere summer. <laughs> that that said that said which would be i like i i know this isn't it this is just me being contrarian for the the stupidity of the whole statement but it would be hilarious if we got to the end of the year we'd only had six and then it's just like psych you morons there you go it's like teaching you to be more geogra geographically aware um uh, but then again if you're a flat earther you believe australia doesn't exist and i'm an actor who's just here to try and convince you, you that uh, the world is right uh so that that's fine um as far as it goes, I I quite like I like it. This is kind of six tomes in six months, or January is nearly done, so it'll be five months, um, or somewhere around there. Which I think, if they manage it, would be spectacular. I think that would be amazing. I'd be stoked. Um, I that that's kind of like my my gut reaction to it. I really like seeing it there. I think the thing is, a lot of the time, you don't mind if you don't have these things. Um, uh, you don't mind if you aren't getting updated as long as you can see what is, if that makes sense. Like mm -hmm. you can be like, okay, it's good to know that something is happening. Armies are getting updated. It's just not my turn yet, which makes me think that it's coming. Um, and so I, yeah, I just, I think that that's, that's very cool. I think, and I'm again, not going to rehash heavily my opinions of the LVO reveals, mm. But I think if you had something like this that you could produce in less than a week since those reveals, it is absurd to me that when you have a captive audience of thousands, this wasn't discussed. So you're talking about like, the reveal what? show. All right. Well, I think we, I think we yeah. can clear that up pretty quickly. Hey, Dan. Yeah. yeah mm. I'm in charge of the Warhammer community like marketing team. My, mm. Kate, my, my, my job. Uh, is based on my KPIs and my KPIs, my key performance mm. indicators are obviously yep. how many hits I can get on the Warcom site. Why do why do why do one job well when I can do two jobs for twice as many clicks? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think that I think that seems that seems the uh, that think that seems like the obvious answer. Uh, so I, I just I I just think that if you were doing it right, have your big banger of a thing where you like get everyone hype for all this stuff that's coming out. Right, because if I see that, then I'm like, awesome, blah, blah. And then when your KPI is the community page, then you have your like your deep dives into all of these elements. In like you, you have a thing be like books coming from these people. Like you can still create con. Like this is unfortunately this is like not even scratching the surface of how you would 
produce this kind of community content. This is just being like, okay, all we do is we just announce things. You're like, do you want to explore them at all? Nah, announcing, we announce. That's what we do. Okay, we've got this big live stream, thousands of yeah, people, captive point. audience. What should point. we do? We should announce stuff. Yeah, okay, great. That's actually, that's where you do that. Announce stuff to your captive audience and then explore it in your community. Community page also announces. Okay, we don't have that many announcements, Jeff. We don't have that many announcements. Yeah, like, okay, well, uh, we just do less announcements in the live stream so we can have more announcements on the community page. All right, it, well, let's it, let's talk about uh, Dan. I think you make a, a really, really great point. Like, I'm I'm super I'm super on board with that. I think I think uh, before we get into the details of it, just real quickly from just like a top level, um, uh, I think there's a couple of key features here. Number one, uh, Games Workshop intern who listened to the live react show. Thanks for listening and giving us a roadmap. Yeah, I did say on the reveal show uh, that the only way that we're going to get anything done is by being spicy Twitter bitches. Looks like we did it, boys. Yeah, I'm proud of you all. Yeah, I'm proud of all of you. Each and every one of you, proud of you. Yeah, you should be super chuffed. Yeah, that's the right way to go about it. Number two. <laughs> number two. Yeah, it's the right way. I'm so proud of you. Uh, number two. I mean, also to the Facebook bros. Yeah, also to you. When you guys aren't trying to, like, topple democracy in your in your different countries, congratulations to you for being spicy as well. Uh, number two. I forgot my point. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, number two. Number two. Why is it important? Well, we talked about this the other day. Why is it important to have a roadmap? So Nathan's, Nathan, uh, Nathan's thoughts feel counterintuitive to me. Uh, where he says like where he said like if you know slaves to darkness is coming six months maybe you won't play your slaves to darkness but similarly nathan is a gits player um you know that your gits book isn't going to be updated in let's the end of summer is september so let's just say six months yeah mm -hmm. you you know based on this roadmap that your gits book isn't getting updated on six months now i know there's probably you're probably in a more unique position than most uh you probably won't stop playing gits or change from playing gits but does that kind of make you think oh okay maybe i'll play with my iron jaws a little bit more or oh actually it's quite safe for me to paint up that other unit of spot i mean this is completely useless to ask you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 really really preaching to the wrong choir here yeah yeah <laughs> like okay but like, no. i think the reason i think the reason people think that it's important as is being said in the chat by glass half dead is it makes you realize the game is alive you know mm. you have a direction very much like setting personal goals this is really good for a community because you can be like cool daughter's a cane on the way yeah, that's exciting. Mm. You know, next time you get Marathi and the Bow Snakes and they're like, I'm sorry for beating you, mate. But like, don't worry about it, bitch. You've got six months. TikTok. <laughs> like, 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 you're like you're comfortable because you know that their book's getting changed. Yeah. So, uh, Nathan, sorry, what were you going to say? How do you, like, what are your thoughts there on that bit? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm quite happy uh, that, my, you know, with the book knowing that the book, my book is going to be around for six months and I can just explore more lists within that book and carry on trying to squeeze little more bits out of it. Um, like sometimes I'll, when, when a book has changed, I'll look back at the book and think, oh, I never got to try that list out or that combo out that was in the book. So, If you haven't tried a combo out that's in that Gits book, I'll be <laughs> disappointed. There, yeah, there are a few combos I've not tried yet. How? There's still time. How There's is still that? time. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't play enough to do them all, but yeah, that's good. I, I thought because of the lack of keywords, there was only like one combo in that entire book that worked. <laughs> Just 
They come those up and then when you put them on the table, you're like, oh, shit, it doesn't work. And then, <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> right. That doesn't have the, the keyword. Fuck, this okay, guy and this guy don't do anything together. That's crazy. <laughs> they look good. Look yeah. good, but. Uh, all right. Um, I think that's fair, James. Right. Like, I know you've been into. Sorry, Nath, you got more to say? Sorry. Yeah, no. Like us, like like you're saying, I do I do get the thing where um, seeing that your book is coming up motivates uh, the painting side, but it it doesn't motivate the gaming side with the book that's currently done. I don't think like the book that's in play. If if you know, oh, I'm getting this new book in three months' time, you probably motivated to paint models which is what probably what games shop games workshop want you to do is buy models and paint them but um but then uh you know just you won't be pushing the um you probably won't be writing loads of lists and stuff for the current book because you know the book's going to get changed anyway yeah okay yeah no, i see what yeah. you're saying yeah like like i i've just been willfully painting up any old ardeneth deepkin units or proxy ardeneth deepkin units uh shout out to mini wargaming dave i need to get that audio clip down um uh <laughs> you need to watch you need to watch the show from the other day but anyway that's, i'll get the audio clip and we'll, it's fine um but yeah all right good points um i think having a roadmap james you've been playing marvel crisis protocol um, they're at least pretty upfront with what they're producing in the future, uh, and yep. you've also been involved in quite a few other game systems, like the Wild West game and and some other stuff. Uh, have you got any thoughts about? Um, have you got Have you got thoughts about this? Like, do you think it's a good step forward? Uh, yeah, like I think, I think being honest and open with people um, is just good customer practice. I think especially because, so I think if you go back, I don't know, 20 years when less people use the internet, we didn't all have access to it all the time. Like there was only key ways. Now everyone's connected all the time. Like just being honest and open and being like, this is what's coming. This is what we know is coming. Um, we hear them kind of at lots of times, Games Workshop as a company kind of tell us, oh, like when we plan something, you know, it's six months in advance. So they know what's coming for six months. So let's say if this so takes models, to... models, models are two years out and books are a year out. Okay. So, so I think like them just being honest and open and being like, this is what's coming. So if like, if I'm getting a mate into the hobby, if I'm getting into the hobby myself and ask the community, or if I go into like a games workshop shop and just say, oh, some of my mates play Sigma. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what I want. And, like, being able for them to be like, cool, these are the armies on offer. Is there any that you like the look of? And me going, oh, yeah, I really like these three boxes of Ginger Dwarves. And they're like, cool, that's all there is. That's it. There's only three boxes of them. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine with that. I'll buy this. What do I need to play? And they can say, well, there is this book. But in winter... The new ones come in. So you might not want the book. You might want to buy the models, play with the app, leave all the extra rules. Yep. And then winter, which is, you know, like if we go northern hemisphere uh, is soon. <laughs> I know that I've got like a new book come in. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's yeah. useful, like for old players and new players. It I means agree. if you 
you know, if you've got a Fire Slayer army sat in a cabinet, you know that maybe soon you might want to play it again if you haven't played it in a while. You know that um, maybe soon you'll want to flog it because you don't want to play it. Like, I think it's useful on, like, multiple avenues. Uh, so, yeah, like, I, I think it's it's good to see. It's nuts that it's taken Games Workshop. Till 2022. Yeah. Yeah, to 100%. get here. Yeah, yeah. Um, when, like other stuff like i've worked with and played with and like gone to expos where they're like oh here's our roadmap and you're like oh cool how many employees have you got seven we just got the (laughs) seventh and you're like oh cool and you're like and what's your roadmap look like and they're like oh here it is for the year Mm. oh cool um i think is nuts yeah but cool like it's it's progress and i think like anything that makes it better for people that want to play however they want to play mm. um uh open gaming included Shut um up. Is, Shut up. is good like i think i honestly think that's great all right well are you saying I, that one of the ways to play is not valid rob yes i am i'm absolutely <laughs> saying that i'm cancel culture alive and well <laughs> on the honest wargamer he's just cancelled an entire third I, what it's rob not doesn't third. know is it's i'm gonna it's not it is statistically no, a it's third. Like, no it's like james said earlier it's like match play yeah 90 percent and a third yeah and that third is a third of one percent for open play anyway doesn't matter still, there's still three well, Rob possibilities know is i'm gonna rent his uh gaming arena and hold an open play tournament i would fucking <laughs> love that yeah you do it you do it right Amazing. anyway um uh, all right so what we're what we're talking about this can i just quickly throw something that seeing a holy crap is that another just big old banger of gift subs yeah that's trespassing in bucharest uh one of my favorite uh twitch <laughs> trespassing in bucharest Great. it's my favorite activity and twitch account at the same time thanks for doing Great. that that's yeah, so that's nice good. Uh, all I was going to say is like what I like about this, like when you show off a roadmap like this, right? And one of the reasons it's cool is you actually like looking at the battle tomes they've decided to release. And I know we know that they're all based around FOMO boxes. However, it's kind of cool that there's a, a dichotomy between the armies, right? Like Deepkin and Fire Slayers, they're both species kind of like in decline or not in a great way that operate in different ways and result uh, dealt with it in different ways you know like the deep kin by hiding and being with the currents and being flexible and floating around and like draining souls and doing all that with a play style that matches it and fire slayers you know hiding in the mountains becoming durable like marking their bodies making themselves survivable and that is also reflected in their play style so i guess what i'm saying is it's really cool seeing two very opposite styles of play very opposite armies and very opposite ideologies together same when you go now i did point out on the the lvo reveal thing weird that daughters of cain are going against night haunt daughters of cain being famously about blood and night haunt famously not having any of that to to even drip around however it is cool because again two very different styles two very different ideologies two very different um uh appearances like it's kind of cool seeing those together if that makes sense, where uh, I think that there has occasionally been releases where you had very similar things kind of back to back and it didn't, uh, it's not that it didn't 
go well. It's just that uh, when you've got a contrast between two things, it makes it easier to appreciate those differences. So I, I'm just going to say that I think this is very cunning, very clever, and very awesome planning ahead, being like bang, bang, putting them together. Okay. That is a lot that you're giving them, uh, for I, sure. I, but okay. like, as Shugo says in the chat, Lumineth and Slanesh were around yeah, the sense. same time. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But like two similar styles, similar plays, like, like both fast, both light, both whippy, both all of that, which means that you lose them in a wash of the same appearance. This won't have that problem. Good. Those books were definitely about the same power level too. <laughs> <laughs> they Everyone were. was throwing themselves, being like, give me those fiends with only claws and tights. And how did they pull the tights up? Still a problem in my head that I can't wrap my head around. Uh, right. Okay. So like, number one, I want to prefix that this is good, I think, for everyone. I think this is good for competitive gamers. I think it's good for narrative gamers. This is good for modelers. This is good for people who want to paint because it gives you some like, idea of what's happening in the game going forward. It's great for TI so tournament organizers great for them they were like cool okay night haunt doors of cane might have to be conscious that hey jim you've signed up to my event yeah you want to come to my event i know you're bringing your daughter's cane just be conscious if it, it doesn't make it to the faq you won't be able to play it so thinks like you know get yourself another army together or something like that you know be sensible be be smart about it uh so i think overall a roadmap from games workshop is great and i'm really proud that we've got this so far i initially responded to this very positively i was like yes yes and then like a lot of people in the chat were like okay well we kind of already knew this because of the foma box and we kind of already knew the middle one because of the foma box i was like that's a good point yeah like that's, that's true uh and then you know like they pointed out as james pointed out this isn't an entire year this is just you know like things we kind of already knew in a little bit of a tease and i was like yeah that is true because like at this point it was getting ridiculous that they hadn't announced the deepkin and fire slayers box uh, books having seen the fomo boxes right so i was like i guess that's true as well and like and i don't want to let the, the perfect be the enemy of the good yeah so i don't want i don't want to be like okay this is terrible because it isn't perfect but i do think that there is still ways to go so it's good great good thumbs up high fives all around at games Workshop intern thanks for listening but i do think it would be great if you could give us longer on this also you know go back and just to quote hey whoa go back and literally read all your books because it's embarrassing you didn't do that seven months into edition it's kind of embarrassing you're seven months into an edition and you have no clue how some of the worst performing armies are ever going to get updated or how they're going to be updated you're not like hey guys we've seen the stats we've listened like we're going to do an FQ, FAQ in three months on your gits. It's coming. And then there's gits play. You'll be like, that's fucking mint. That's great. You'd be scarce, dudes. You're like, that's great. That's cool. Thanks for getting our backs. I appreciate that. Like, that's cool. Like, it doesn't feel like that's very hard to achieve. Um, mm. And so, again, I'm not looking a gift horse in the mouth, but it would be great, again, to have some communication between them as operators and us as customers because then we probably would be better customers it's pretty much how it works right like i don't know about you dan like dan you've worked on a bar and i've worked in clubs sometimes i haven't given the right attitude out and so the customers have not been particularly pleasant back that you know sometimes you're just having a shitty day right yeah um yeah. like and it really is about like how you put the energy out into the world is probably most of the energy you're going to get back it's not always true terrible things happen to good people and good things happen to terrible people uh but like it would be nice to see them try harder with us as a community releasing stuff i.e here's some miniatures isn't trying harder 
communicating like this is trying harder. Like, I'm yeah. sure we've all been in that position where it's like, yeah, it's nice you bought me a bunch of flowers, but I wish you talked to me about your feelings. That's what I'm saying, Games Workshop. Talk to me <laughs> about your feelings. All right? <laughs> Do you think they ever will? <laughs> Never. I don't think they're ever um, going to talk to me about their feelings. I, 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 I think that what would be really, really cool is and what they could absolutely do like like james said communication is key right like and that's what you're saying as well you want to know what they're feeling you want to know what they're thinking it's you know you don't want them to just be there and go it's fine and then just be like fuck like that's that's not what you want what would actually be really rad um and games workshop intern this is maybe an, a cool idea that you could pretend is yours uh what if they did a roadmap for the next six months They've done that, and it yeah. was and but like and it was everything now, you don't have to say where, because a lot of companies do this, right? You don't have to say, we're releasing this book, we're releasing this book, we're releasing this model, we're releasing this model. But it could be like February, week one, book, two, like unit, hero, week two, this unit, hero, you know, like, it, and then like, give us that full roadmap. Don't show me the fucking model. Don't tell me something. Because you know what that would do? That would build fucking hype. We'd all be like clamoring to see on Warhammer community, like, oh, fuck, what's the hero model that they're going to release in a week's time? Like, oh, what's this? Oh, I can't, that, this is coming out around the same time as this book. I wonder if it's for this or for this. Like, where you can release your roadmap without exposing everything. And what it does is it builds excitement. Like, uh, if you look at, and to, again, this is a game thing. So let's use video gaming as an example. A lot of the ones that have um, DLC or expansion content, they'll give you like the title of it. Or sometimes not even that, like they'll just say DLC August and everyone like playing the game is getting excited to see what that's going to be. Or if there's an expansion, something coming, they're excited to see what it is. They have no idea what's coming. They just because they know something is it holds your attention. And I think that that is just the, the next logical step onto what they've got here. Yeah, like if someone says, hey, like you've got a present. Yeah, you don't be like, cool, don't want it now. Like that's not how it works. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, all right. Let's let's deep dive. I think we've covered about kind of our feelings on here. Um, I would mm. say, is it fair to say from you three, um, and you in everyone in the chat? Let me know. Is it fair to say, in your opinion, that uh, a roadmap is great, but it would be nice to see more, more communication, and it's a good first step. Would you say that that's at least fair? That like, or would you be like, or not to put words in your mouth? Do you think it's good? end full stop mm. doesn't need any more clarification uh oh, oh, definitely good uh <clears throat> but yeah we are hoping they expand on it mm. okay excellent like there we go yeah. positive start huge positive start and i i Dan? super quickly want to throw something uh leadfoot has raised a really good point in the chat saying that like the issue is again it's a retail thing so you don't want to reveal stuff and then people go, oh, Space Wolves are coming out in four months, so I, people don't spend until that comes out or whatnot. Or, uh, you know, like Games Workshop stores, they have their, uh, uh, you know, store birthdays where you get free shit for spending money, so people stop spending money in the months leading up to it. That is absolutely a good point, and that is absolutely what you want to avoid. Um, but what I'm saying here is you're not saying this book is coming out in six months. This is coming out. You're just saying a book is coming out for 40K. 
a book is coming out for this. A model is coming out. You don't even say what army it is, but what it does is it gets you excited to find out what that is. And think, it doesn't stop you spending along the way. I think I think if it's an existing faction, like so let's say let's say there are no new Age of Sigmar factions this year. We don't get the mm. much, much, much hoped for Umbraneth, not by me. <laughs> not by me. Yeah. Uh, thank God. Yeah. Um, like, you know, you announce your year's worth of battle tomes, roughly. You know, and then it, there's a mystery battle tome. Like it gets you super hyped for mystery battle tome X. Um, but you know, knowing what it is, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't like either. We talked about this a lot now. I think we've covered it. But I think truthfully, like it, it works better for the customer, not worse for the customer. Uh, having been inside Games Workshop and having known the release schedule for a while ahead of time, um, uh, I wouldn't say that that was better like because it's nice when you all learn stuff at the same time it's nice being on the outside and all getting to experience stuff at the same time like i was hyped today but it also like it also gave me the ability to purchase things really well right ignoring the 50 percent discount mm. like it gave me the ability mm. to be like like cool well like a good example would be james like i, like, I started games were at games workshop just pre previous to the launch of 8th edition 40k about a year ahead of time so when i got there mm. one of the first things that got told to me was like oh we're going to be relaunching re 8th edition 40k so as i started to um uh, do all the live coverage one of the things i did not do was learn 7th edition 40k i was like I ain't got time for this like i've got to learn mm. another edition in a year's time i'm just not going to bother same way i wouldn't pick up the nighthawk book now um because the rumors of that have been pretty common like recently whenever someone did well on the age of sigma stat center with a nighthawk list i'd be like cool i'm not going to learn that because i'm sure it's going to change very very soon right if that makes sense mm. yeah um but anyway uh, all right i think we've done i think we've i think we've done a lot of chatting about that let's talk about what's actually in it okay and what are actually being released uh so first up uh is fire slayers in Idenet deepkin am i right in thinking the fire slayers front cover is the same fire slayers front cover as the previous book yeah um okay i mean all right make a bit of effort it's the same book it's the same book same book they literally just they put some new stickers just... down the spine and on the top no just... no no they just that... ripped the old ones out like... stuck them in a new cover <laughs> Uh, it's the same cover, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but it's got the red banner around now. Yeah. Just... Maybe they just sellotape them on. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the Idnet Deepkin is not the same front cover. That's a different front cover. Uh, and fantastic art. Are we sure? They all look the same to me. Uh, what, yeah. the, the Deepkin? An elf. Yeah, it's just a fucking elf in a hat. That's, wow. that's what they do. With a fish something. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, tell me more about this. Mo <laughs> it's multi-tailed fish because that's the thing that its model I always love is like how it gets to about the waist and then was just like, do you want legs? It's like, nah. Do you want a tail? And they're like, all of them, please. They're like, no. Nah, I said tail, and he was like, no, no, no. I want all of the tail. I think this is a great bit of art. I think the art on no, the uh, the Deepkin book is fantastic. I'm being I'm being a bitch because it's uh, elves, but it is actually a stunning art piece. Yeah, I think. Does I, that mean you're buying an Idenith army, Dan? I will, with your cut, other two I will cut you. <laughs> uh, what do you What do you think of it, James? What do you think of the covers? Uh, I generally, I think like workshop arts getting better. Like I think it goes through ups and downs, but I quite like fantasy art anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, the Idenith cover is cool. I think if I was a Fire Slayer player and I only had six models to choose from, and then someone was like, "I oh, new book, here's the same cover." I'd be a bit sad. Yeah, like, that's, that's kind of sad, isn't it? Like, yeah, and I know, like, not me, 
but I know like lots of people collect every edition. I think there's almost like the the old ones when I was a kid, like I used to have all the old beasteries from mm-hmm. Warhammer Fantasy. Oh, I would I love just... a, I would love an Age of Sigmar beastery, beastiary. Oh, Games yeah. Workshop intern, if you're listening, you can sell me that in a fucking heartbeat. Yeah, just get you're, me a beastiary. You know, like after after they did or like while they were releasing all of the Harry Potter books, they released like the books from Harry Potter, like Magical Beasts and Where to Find Them. Give us the Age of Sigmar version of that. Like just a list, like by realm, and then like the the monsters and beasts and gritters of each realm. Yeah, that I would love that. I would also like to play the main character uh, in that film. Um, Nathan can play the evil guy. It's a great story. Uh, <laughs> this would be an amazing. This would actually be an, like let's get Warhammer Plus. Let's get an animator on this about a guy who's going around all of the mortal realms, just documenting the creatures. Yeah, just maybe and, them and having sex. Not no, them James. having sex. Not, <laughs> I am still scarred by that reading you did of like the the mating rituals of a Korgoraf. Like that, I still am uncomfortable with. None of that. That was probably the best show I've ever done on this. Channel. <laughs> okay. uh, and okay. and as as the chat has reminded me, and one of my favorite things about Soulbound, Soulbound has a bestiary. Oh, okay, yeah. excellent. All right, that's good. Uh, okay, um, uh, now the two different armies, Fire Slayers. Obviously, uh, it would be ni- Fire Slayers is a little bit difficult. What would you like to see, Nathan? What would you like to see from Fire Slayers as an army? And I'm I'm mainly talking about rules wise. Previous, just to give context for everyone, uh, Fire Slayers have almost always played traditionally as uh, aggressive bricks of Hearthguard Berserkers with character support behind them. They normally play as a unit, like a kind of like, kind of a combat castle in, uh, I think is a fair statement to make. Not particularly shooty, but do have some some shooting. Uh, Pretty character heavy, I think is a fair statement as well. Um, And generally not very mobile, but the ability to do some deep strikes and some other stuff is how they currently play with their Magma Dross really playing a support role and not being particularly uh, like, in, in of their own it would be great to see some new minis for fire slayers um and and give us some other options like a cavalry unit something with some ability uh maybe even like maybe even a light unit they're all fire slayers are two wounds i wouldn't mind seeing some like i don't know something some some kid fire slayers who are like just the first day out just <laughs> making child some effort some, ch- some child fire slayers you know who we can murder mercilessly rob just want to say that you mentioned child murder just as we ticked over 300 viewers so uh maybe maybe let's let's not let's not make it about no god chat no oh man this has gone to a bad place yeah <laughs> salamander riders i don't know man like if you can salamander beat up riders. a goblin a goblin's tiny what you're not gonna kill a goblin that's weird you, you're, you're being weird um <laughs> If you can <laughs> gaslight me after you bring up that like kind of like child soldiers for the fire slayers. Uh, right. Okay. Uh, James. Uh, sorry, Nathan. What? Do, what do you... <laughs> oh. Okay. Listen. I'm just saying. If you kill a goblin or an ancient dragon steeped in majesty and history, yeah, of the very essence of the of the universe itself, and you're like, yeah, but I won't punt a kid. Kids are really easy to get. <laughs> I'm just saying, kids are really Only easy one to get. Only one word No, no fucking, I'll say it. I'll say it. Kids are so easy to get. You spend most of your life trying not to have a kid. Like, at school, you're like, don't have a kid. Like, you go out on a date, don't have a kid. Yeah? I've spent most of my adult life trying that. Anyway, uh, Nathan, what do you think? <laughs> 
Um, uh, or about how we want uh, fire slayers. Yeah, to yeah. Play. I, don't, I don't know <laughs> how. How can you have that conversation and then be like, "But what do you guys want?" Like, I want there to not be children I can kill in Age of Sigma. In Age of Sigma, not in real life, obviously. God. <laughs> That's the game. Um, <laughs> as you walk up, punch a kid. He doesn't just say he doesn't want to kill kids in Age of Sigma, but he didn't say he didn't want to kill kids in real life. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, <laughs> just putting that in there. Yeah, thank Some you. Bullshit. Uh, anyway, right what do you think of the army? <laughs> what would you like to see from the army, Nath, rules-wise? Well... I don't mind armies that have that um, that have a weakness or that are skewed in one direction or the other. So I, I like the fact that they're mainly an infantry army um, with some some uh, magma droth support. Um, I, I don't. I guess you would would like to see a different unit just because people. Uh, find it hard to differentiate between the dudes that they do have there uh but, i mean they could do that maybe introduce like female fire slayers or something like that would be quite fun uh although um yeah i, I don't know what role they could fulfill uh <laughs> I felt safe. I felt safe on the kid ground. I feel like you're in real dangerous territory. Let's real move on. Let's move on. Run. James. James. Yeah, sorry. Anyway, Sh Nathan, stop talking. James. <laughs> <laughs> just, just literally stop. Uh, <laughs> yes, Robert. <laughs> James, where are you at? What would you like to see from the army, baby? I think. Because I was just thinking about it as Nathan treaded on a landmine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he threw the landmine in front of himself and then jumped on it. Uh, but go on. I was just thinking, though I'd never want to play it as an army, Ooh. I think what I'd actually like to see from the Fire Slayers book is like a not durable, pure glass hammer. Oh, really? What, you want pure output, no survivability? Yeah, like I almost want them to be like, five six up save but like four damage a lad yeah i see what you're saying like, that's really like, good yeah i run at you and and even mass like make them low points make people play like 150 make it like a real like, i think i think if you do that then they've got to be a lot faster than they are so you could say all oh, right because they're naked they movement yeah yeah six them, or something yeah, like yeah. that even movement six but uh, just like like a a glass hammer that's really slow is going to get punched in the dick every time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Especially <laughs> if it's got loads of children fighting. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, you know, James, I, James, I actually really vibe on that. That's like a nice different take. Like, I get that they're meant to be fighty, but the Fire Slayers, Fire Slayers, are really just berserkers of old, right? Like, that's the thing that we're, mm. like, yeah. you know, they're pretending that they aren't, even though they have the Doom Seeker and they have all the other elements. And then the new the new guys, based off them dying, so the Flame Keeper, yeah. the Thermo Box, like, when they die, they get bonuses. So I don't hate mm. the idea that, that you have to paint up a lot more. Like, you run, you run bricks of... You know, they start as like a 15, let's say, and you've got like fucking 30 of them. Yeah, like I, I don't hate that idea at all. Really don't hate that idea. Dan, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind. Their, they basically give them another string to their bow. Don't change up their play style. I think their play style is good. Just literally give them mounted something or slay, like, like 
readjust their play so that they've, they've got durability and damage and all of that jazz. You can then have a balanced unit, a defensive unit, a combat unit. Um, just give them uh, another unit, not another hero. That okay. ch- another unit that changes their play style. All right. Not, All right. not, not the same thing. Honestly, Anyone, that's, any, that's... Anything else left on this, uh, Nathan? Anything else on this? Well, uh, I was just point out that I do actually quite like their allegiance ability. I think the rune the rune thing that they do hmm. is not it's it's a nice allegiance ability. It's not like um it's not useless, but it's not like overpowered either. It's I think hmm. it's um like nice in the middle. It's pretty pretty sweet. I do like their allegiance ability. I do think um they probably could have done a bit better in the past with their the different lodges because you normally only see like every edition every time they do a book you normally see all of the fire sliders all move into one lodge and ignore all the other lodges mm-hmm. it'd be nice if uh if uh they they spread out a bit and and uh occupied various lodges instead of all of coming out of the one lodge okay home yeah. etc yeah no, that's a really good point that's a really but, good yeah point. yeah i just yeah so i i hope that they the the rune stuff stays i quite i quite like that um yeah and uh, just maybe if they can make i uh, i mean they have been weakening the the that mechanic where you have the lodges tribes whatever it is um sub faction yeah, stuff yeah yeah so um yeah, I I expect they'll be weakened anyway, so it it probably won't matter as much. But yeah, there we go. That's okay. my thoughts. Yeah, yeah. like I the runes. Thought of one more thing I'd like from the book before please, we change. Please do. Yeah. I'd like a chef for the pizza oven. <laughs> Great idea. Great idea. That's At it. least a flame stoker, right? Like... No, no, chef with a pizza. Like <laughs> they've all got rubbish saves. They all run forward. They all do loads of damage. But if they've eaten pizza first, plus one save. <laughs> plus one save. Okay, I agree. I agree. And all right. minus one bravery to your enemy. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the worst of all fears. Uh, you, had, you had chilies. Yeah. <laughs> in the fire. All right, okay. Uh, I, I don't hate the idea of them being... Uh, uh, very very different i've said this before and i'll say this again um i don't like the sub factions change in age of sigmar i think it, they've taken a while like although uh, they've kind of made um the the different allegiances well the sub factions basically they, they i would like to see them use the sub factions to make the armies play very differently and it doesn't really seem to be uh, taking effect particularly much uh, which is a bit of a shame, but whatever. Uh, which is probably my first thought if we go on and move on to Deepkin. Deepkin, unlike Fire Slayers, kind of got it all. You know, uh, they've got a big monster as a centerpiece. They've got good characters, which have a variety of different profiles, right? You've got a mounted character. You've got a bunch of different characters. You've got the Eidolons, which obviously you've got like a fighty one, you know, and they're kind of, again, different kind of characters. They're, they almost feel in the monster tier, but they're not. Um, so I really like that element of them. They've got a battle line infantry unit, a uh, fighting unit. They've got a battle line shooting unit. Uh, they've got uh, alapexes, and so for kind of shooting and combat, they've got fighting eels and defensive eels. They kind of got it all. Like, really, like I, I kind of t- t- tend to think that the Deepkin book is, is oh, sorry, the Deepkin range, the Deepkin range is everything I would really want from, like, you know, kind of uh, like a range, really. It's got all of the different units. Uh, very much like Lunar. Yeah, and- Go on, Nathan. Sorry, after you. Well, and also the buffs that the new guy gives, he doesn't have 
to wait for guys to die. He just chooses a buff and does it. Yeah. Just like, I get a buff It's now. a very easy yeah. book to play <laughs> compared to, like, some of the other fuckers. Yeah. Wankers. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You're absolutely right. They, uh, they, um, it's definitely a, a different power level, it seems, at least with yeah. those different units. Uh, Eidneth have always been an issue as well because it is another elf book, you know, and it's, um, and they do tend to, uh, in both game systems, they tend to screw the pooch on the elf book. They're just, they never really, uh, does Eidneth keep even have monsters? Yeah, they've got the turtle. The Leviathan is a is a monster, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So like they've got all of it, like you mm-hmm. know. So like it's in my head, it's kind of like a great range. Now, obviously, for a long time, uh, the Leviathan and you know uh, thralls and reavers, thralls especially, uh, but reavers as well. They didn't really see much play. So I think for me, the one thing I would like to see from the Fire Slayers book as a player um, is I would just like to see them keep that. They've already got all the unit rolls, so great, you know. That's, uh, we're happy with that. Um, I would like to see them just be able to use the sub factions to create some different um, play styles, right? Like, sure, there's like the, maybe there's like the combined arms one that just means you take a bit of everything, and that's great. And then it would be super fun if they, you know, they really lent into turtles, right? Like, there's some sort of special rule for turtles in this particular sub faction. You're like, oh well, I'm going to run three turtles. It's not particularly strong. It's not the best, but like you know now i'm running around with much more powerful turtles you know another one that makes the shark stronger another one that makes the thrall stronger you know so you've kind of got horde thralls you've got horde sharks you know Uh, i know a lot of people don't really want spam like they say this all the time i don't want spam but then i'm like i don't really see how you would you kind of like i don't know how when you make everything equal inside of a book with no sub faction you you try to create like a, try to force people to do something else. Yeah, like how you try to yeah. how how you really separate them out for from the different war scrolls, right? Um, mm. uh, so I, it would be nice to see them actually give you the option to kind of go down the road of playing a bit more spammy, um, uh, and then you know you get some bonuses for that. And maybe there's a best option, right? It's all turtles, but then you can just rain turtles mm. in, right? And then it's all sharks. Yeah. You can rain sharks in. Um, I think that would be really fun. Uh, Deepkin isn't for me. It, like now that they've gotten away from eels being just so significantly better point for point and ability else. wise, um, Eidneth is a, and I hate to say it, but it is a perfect example of an excellently designed like range and rules mm-hmm. in that, like, you know how I was saying before about the, uh, the daughters of Cain new foot hero, or like we were saying when they announced the fire slayers hero, and it was like, these armies don't need one more foot unit. The fire slayers don't need one more buff hero Deepkin because the, the dynamic range. And I mean, like, like design wise and tabletop function wise of their range is so dynamic is so varied you can add a foot you could add like anything to that range and it'd be good you could add a new foot infantry unit winner you could add a new foot hero winner add a new monster add a new medium cavalry add a new like like sub monster like the sharks you could literally add anything to that range and it would be a welcome addition but fire slayers if you're adding infantry you're adding more of the same Mm. With uh, Daughters of Cain, same thing. More infantry, more of the same. More foot hero, more of the same. And that's where, as much as it pains me to admit it, the Deepkin is possibly one of the best releases now that the the eels have been reined in that I have seen in a long time. All right. Okay, good. Uh, uh, Nathan, what do you think about the Eidneth Deepkin? You got any thoughts, hopes? What would you like to see? Uh, no, I, I mean, I can't really add anything 
to what you guys have said that they are a pretty well-rounded book already um so yeah just more of the same i guess uh i guess they just bring up some of their rules up in line with everybody else so that there's holy withins and stuff like that and yeah I'm actually, I'm actually super keen to see them keep Forgotten Nightmares and, and, and hopefully we see a fresh wave uh, of something to maybe mitigate some shooting would be not too bad, uh, truth be told. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, they are pretty good anyway against shooting armies with, at the with minute. that rule. Yeah, so I hope, yeah, definitely hope they keep that. Yeah, I agree. Their ability to ambush and stuff like that is always good. I agree. Uh, James, you got any thoughts on this army? Yeah, I'd only like two changes from this book. Okay. I'd like to see eels drop to about movement 12 max. Okay, nice, good. Just because I think it's, they move too far. Uh, and then the second thing, most important, if an intern's listening, burn the books, reprint. I want to see one broken model in that book. like, oh. And I mean like giga broken. Really? <laughs> Low tan. Oh, low <laughs> Give me that's that true. octopus on every table. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's like, true. Giga broken. Like that octopus, eight attacks, hits on twos. No, hits on threes, wounds on twos, minus one. Eight damage. Just, just uh, don't even make him. Don't even make him a combat unit. Just have him. Just have him as a support piece, where he's eighty points, generates you two CP at the bit top of every hero phase. He's able to do a command ability anywhere on the board. Yeah, every hero phase, right? And he's eighty points, and you're like, okay, he d he's just there. He's just like a mascot for eighty points, and you just spraying ink. Everything in a bubble is minus one to hit. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Anything like that. All good stuff. Friend and enemy. No one can see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, monsters can't get him because the octopus is just like yeah like giga, climbs up their back giga yeah. broken yeah. like because also like you could giga break that model and i mean like it's going to be hard for probably what will be a 125 point model so just giga break it make it worth like 220 because there's only going to be one in every army i don't know it's james fun. I don't know if you've seen what a skink priest does for under 125 points, but I promise you it's not difficult to make a giga broke support piece uh, around that points value. Yeah, that gotta... works, but there's only one because he's in low tan. He can have no artifact. He's just having a great day. And also yeah. that octopus. <laughs> it's true. It's a great model. That's true. All right. I think... Uh, it is, I think... It is a shame we haven't seen more low tan in the world. I agree. Yeah, I agree. It's time. I agree. All right, so uh, that's Deepkin and Fire Slayers. Uh, hoping for those. They're going to be soon, obviously. Uh, so they're, they're, they're closer. Uh, and we know we've got the new Thrallmasters. Uh, then going a little bit further out into spring, uh, even more armies will be seeing update battle terms this year as Age of Sigmar's third edition continues to roll out. Whilst the historical... I'd like to also just be crystal clear. Again, I think it really needs reiterating as we all celebrate the fact we get a new bit, um, um, uh, battle tome uh, is that they should have done new new rules for each of the third edition books uh like at launch uh there's something haywo tweeted the other day and i can't get that idea on my head there should have been a compendium there should have been we should all be from years dot it's mm. super weird to play through a game where you're like you, you've got an old book from two editions ago whatever but anyway that's, a, that's just a point i wanted mm. to make sure that i i said was something i felt uh and then 
Mm. So we've got Night Haunt and we've got Daughters of Cain. I guess we'll start with Daughters of Cain as it's the easiest. Uh, Daughters of Cain, if you aren't aware for some reason, uh, currently has a fairly varied, fairly varied roster uh, when it comes to units. It's obviously got Big Marathi herself. Uh, it has Combat Snakes and Bow Snakes. So it's got a snake heavy two wound unit like a heavy infantry that's both combat and shooting it's got two lighter infantry units that you can see uh inside sister slaughter and and witch elves which are both combat units you've got canary one that uh which are kind of like a like light skirmish unit uh which are fighters and shooters you've got two versions of those uh and then you've got two different types of cauldron or chariot or center buff pieces in uh the cauldron of blood and also the blood rack shrine um you don't and then you've got a bunch of various foot characters uh, one wizard that's a medusa uh and you've also got a unit of cavalry in the doom fire warlocks which is they really don't know what to do with those clearly they're just they're like just they're, Put the them in only the bin. Men, they're the only men in an army called daughters put them in the bin they're ugly never been good i actually kind of like their design to be honest with you i know that a lot of people hate them i don't mind them but i they're, they've never been good enough to be on a table I wouldn't I think mind. They look completely out of date with the rest of the army now. Oh, Doom yeah, Warlocks. Yeah, like out of date as a model design. But they're not even that old. They're like six years old. Doesn't matter. Oh, they just don't fit that army anymore. I don't think. That's true. That's true. All right. Uh, let's. So, so as, as I understand, like I would say that they're probably last. Obviously, Marathi fills the role of big monster, but they're missing yeah. another big monster, a generic big the, monster, or a, the you know... avatar. Like the avatar is kind of cool, but you never see it. Which is if you build the shrine but don't put the duty on top, he becomes That's a foot the problem. thing. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. why would you ever not build the shrine? Yes, I think I think that's true. Uh, we'll start with you, Nathan. Uh, how do you feel? Oh, and playstyle wise, so that's the the roster. Uh, but playstyle wise, they are have been defined by the command ability that is on Marathi Kane. And also by the bow, shake, uh, bow snake shooting, which uh, got an upgrade in uh, Broken Realms, Bellacore. Um, was it Bellacore? Whichever one of the ones it was. Uh, which is mortals on sixes to hit two shots each and move 20. Uh, they move eight and they shoot 24. But Marathi's command ability uh, has made it so that they um, can shoot twice, which is pretty devastating. Mm -hmm. They're shooting the hero phase once per... Oh, no, every, every time. Uh, so, uh, Nathan, have you got any thoughts about what you'd like to see from this army going forward? Either rules-wise... Yeah, rules-wise. What you... How would you like to see them changed up? Well, yeah, I'd like them to stop shooting in the hero phase. That would be nice. Um... <laughs> I agree, bro. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Small mercies would be very welcome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, otherwise, they're quite a nice book, Randy, uh, I think. Do, do you how do you feel, how do you feel about the fact that I, I you know obviously you've mentioned the shooting I think this is the the kind yeah. of elephant in the room they are a shooting army and everything in their army is combat other than one unit like it's uh, two yeah. units sorry do you feel well yeah good? it would be good if 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 they could make the the, the combat more of a thing mm. definitely they used I mean it wasn't that long ago that they were a combat army yeah uh, so yeah so if if they um, if they sort out the shooting in the hero phase. Thing, then you will see them more of a combat army. They're still a decent army. They are a bit like the glass cannon that James wants the um, fire slayers to be, mm. well, supposedly, although they're, they're a bit tougher than they look. Um, and, they're, and they're fast enough to be, mm. but they they probably want a little bit more 
output now in combat because they don't have access much to rend. So maybe maybe they could have access to mortal wounds in combat as opposed to shooting twice in the hero phase. Maybe that can be one of Marathi's abilities or yeah. But other than that, they, they've got the unique thing with um, Marathi being that uh, she can only take the three wounds a turn. Mm. Which is so question, know, do you want to see that unique. do you want to see that yeah. stay? Um yeah. I'm not that bothered if it stays. Yeah, I think it's all right to stay. It's quite a unique thing. Um be interesting. Uh, yeah, I think it's cool that it stays. People can play around it now. Um so that's it's not something that that uh there's um like dominating games that marathi she does die but um she definitely presents a puzzle to some people doesn't she she does she does a puzzle a puzzle's a fair <laughs> a description a puzzle is a very very uh interesting description of the gigantic boob murder snake uh, yeah. th thanks to Greg for resubscribing. A little quick one on Marathi as we're here because I think it's fucking great. Um, Marathi uh, had Marathi's rend on her um, oh. spear attack, soul pierce. No, no, it's not called soul pierce. Hers is it? What's it called? Um, uh, has been up and down. Has it been rend one? Has it been rend two? Like, has it been FAQ'd? Oh, there's a new book coming out. Now it's back. Oh, now it's rend mm. two again. Um, and I think, uh, will it be, now everyone in the chat, heart render, thank you, not soul piercer. Um, everyone in the chat is like, okay, will it be rend one or rend two? I think none of you are thinking 3D enough. It should be rend D3. So you'll, so it's never, it's never the same rend in any battle. Every time you attack, you have to roll a, a D3. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Maybe you could roll a D6 for the amount of times it's been updated in the last year. And the, whichever number you get is the release That's of Wrath's Rend. I think Red D3 is perfect. That's absolutely gold. But oh. no, okay, but it's it's Rend D3 minus one. So if you roll a one or a two, it can still be zero, basically so that you still have to do math. You not only have how, to roll for a Rend, you then have to work out what it was. How about, <clears throat> yeah, we could give her a Rend D3 weapon, and then instead of her limiting the amount of wounds to three, she has a D6 ward save. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A D6 ward save. Take damage, roll a dice, reduce it by that mana. I hate Eddie. I yeah. hate all of this. Um, <laughs> uh, we've got a first time chatter in the chat. Is that's a question? I'm so confused about dark elves in AOS. They split them between Sinesh and Cyberites and Daughters of Cain and Corsairs with the city's lot. Yes, they did. Uh, and if it wants, if you feel any better, Games Workshop still very confused, as we just mentioned with um, Doomfire Warlocks. A lot of people still very confused about what's happening with dark elves, if anything. Uh, anyway, um, James, uh, what do you think you want to see rules-wise from the book? So I think the only thing that would be really interesting is, like, you look at the new books and the White Dwarf updates and basically all those command abilities become once per game. Mm -hmm. So I think it'll be interesting to see Marathi Bow Snakes get changed to once per game. Yes. Because I think it would change the entire way that army works, like, instantly. Um, and I know I very briefly mentioned it earlier, but the release of this book just boggles my mind. 
Okay, mm. all right. I think this is... Uh, well, let me just ask what Dan wants from the book, and then we'll come back to that, because I think that's a super oh. fair point. Uh, Dan, what do you think? Uh, two things that I would want for them. One, I would like to... I don't mind Marathi being tanky. Maybe give her a, a, a four-up ward, but I'd like her to remove the cap three wounds a, a turn. Ooh. Only because I, I, I get what Nath's saying, and I genuinely agree. It is a really unique thing to have in the game but what i don't like about like wound caps or anything like that is that it actually it gives you an out to like she can just yes she'd die but you can throw her forward into combat and you know without a shadow of a doubt how long she lives like you can fuck up hard you can play tactically poorly and your opponent can't capitalize on that with her very easily. Whereas even Gotrek, even someone who does copper a bit of a hiding for, for being too durable to everything X, Y, Z, even Gotrek, if you do poorly, he can die in a single round of combat, in a single round of shooting. It's unlikely because he is durable as hell, mm. but like there is a, it, like a very simple element of the game and you can put something, it would be different if she wasn't strong, if she wasn't powerful, if she wasn't a caster. Mm. But the thing is, she does everything well, and then she can't be killed. Yeah, well, it's a bit, like, of, a, it's it, a bit of an interesting kind of like uh, catch-22, isn't it, when you're playing against Doris mm. Kane? You're like, you want to go kill the bow snakes because they're the ones doing most mm. of the real damage, although obviously Marathi mm. can, uh, because you can't kill the synergy, which is Marathi, because she's not allowed to die until yeah. she takes three wins per turn. So you try <clears> your hardest, So, but then the problem is you can't get to the bow snakes because fucking Marathi's in the way. So it's like, a, you're, like you're caught in this like problem, like this logic cycle where you're like, mm. I reckon if I shoot six long strikes, that's going to deal with the issue, which is probably true yeah um so do that Just, um the other thing i'd like to see is which we probably will is the um just quickly is the loss of hagnar allowing them to re-roll their murder saves uh i think uh like the the because they've got the five up dpr which if they're within range like it's a six up but then it becomes a five up and then you can re-roll it which makes these naked stabby like it's not even like they're fire slayers whose stuff is that they're durable it's just like that they keep going and don't feel pain blah 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 make me feel like elves are elves again make don't give them a six up ward make them die like that but just give them tons you know, like make them the Tyranids of the Age of Sigmar world, where I'm just pumping shot after shot into these naked, frenzied women who then descend upon me with the survivors and rip me to absolute shreds. I that I would love. I kind of want to see them be different. Like I'd like to see, yeah. I'd like to see the actual Sisters of Slaughter be kind of get upgraded to be like the the combat infantry unit, like of mm. of the three, really. Um, you know, mm. between the the combat snakes and obviously also witch elves, I see like I like to see witch elves become very cheap uh, and become like absolute like you know I'm talking like three attacks each uh, on the stats they have now, but then be like sixty points and just have a six up save, and then just being mm. like you know them just being like you say just murder bots, you know screens you yeah. don't want to fight, um, you know something something to to that effect would be really nice to see that their role being very different to the sis of slaughter i know they're elves so you're not meant to have expendable elves but whatever like i think that would be really fun if um, any elf was expendable it would be a daughter of cain you know because they're just like my death serves a higher purpose yeah yeah i uh yeah i don't i don't think i don't think they should be yeah because yeah that's what they're there for right they're there to murder stuff and die uh basically so i think that would be really good yeah so like someone say in the chat no save rent two because nothing helps against the knife through your eye exactly so i think that, that would be really fun uh, to see uh, i think ultimately though i think most people would be very conscious and be very keen to see 
uh, it not be a bow snake army because it's weird, especially towards the cane players. Uh, James, you want to talk about uh, talk about the release of the book, shall we? It's worth talking yeah, about. Yeah, I just think it's weird. All right, why? Like it, because they were the last army to get a book in two. I think some. Was that Soulblight? Okay, so there was a couple. Oh, no, it might be Soulblight. The... Yeah, yeah, you're right. There was a couple really close together at the end of two. Like we saw the narrative books, for lack of a better term, the Broken Realms books all released. Mm. And we saw all that kerfuffle with Marathi and her end happen there because they got a release in that. Then they got she got a FAQ somewhere else, didn't she? Then she yeah. got a book. Mm-hmm. Then no one could decide which one was she actually her profile. Mm. Um, but it just seems weird that they would release a tome into a tome like if like they did it with a lumineth so it's less, than, less was... than a year ago thanks style in the chat uh, it came out on the 12th of february 2021 we're recording this on the 31st of january so it's uh less than a year less than, i mean obviously yeah. obviously it's not released yet so you know it'll be over a year by the time it comes out but that's that's pretty fast considering there's so many books like that beast of chaos books what like three years old four three yeah three let's go for three i think three years old i reckon it's been about three years since i played that for the first time like it's a long like a long time to wait for a book Mm -hmm. and then someone was like oh you know those doors account like let's drop two books Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and obviously like there isn't you know like earlier i was talking about like good communication and this being a good start to that mm. be really interesting to see like a designer's commentary yeah like you know like in the faqs now sometimes we'll get like that little designer's commentary where they're like oh we noticed that pink horror split and people don't like that so instead we've made it so sometimes they split but sometimes they blow up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like mm. it'd be interesting to see like as a battle tone releases, someone be like, hi, I'm from the studio, like the rules writing team. We decided mm. that Daughters of Cain got a book here and then we wanted to release them as part of this box set. And then we decided, actually, if we're releasing them as part of a box set, maybe they should get a new book to go with this. Um, so or... just, just for reference, by the way, Beast of Chaos, the last book was out on Thank You to Ian Decker in the chat, the 15th of September, 2018. 18, 9, 20, 21, so three and a half years. Three and a half years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so three and a half years ago. But so remember, think... someone did well with them at an event recently, so they're probably fine. Gavin Gringar, uh, the winner of the LVO. Uh, Grigar. Mm. Oh, shit, I always say it wrong. He literally told me but, off yesterday. Sorry. <clears throat> I don't think, like, in some ways, like, not even not even in, like, a meta sense, because sometimes a book gets released and it's not high tier. Like, I know quite often Slash. there's that debate where mm. it's like, oh, new book, bent. But, but sometimes they're not. Mm-hmm. But I just think like it's a long time to wait to use toys that are really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think like weird as a um, weird as a business model because Daughters of Cain are currently in a good place. They can win events. It might be one singular build that's doing really well, but they're in a good place. Like they've just sold a bunch of Daughters of Cain models. 
Yeah, it's never, it's never got anything to do with business decision. I really don't think. I like I, I tried to explain this to my friend, uh, who's much more of a painter than I am recently. Um, and the thing that I said was, I was like, it's being a gamer is really difficult, which is why I'm trying to take us through these battle tomes actually and give context for how they currently play and how we'd like them to play or, or what things we'd like to see differently. Uh, and the reason uh, for that is, is because actually it's really hard to explain because when new models come out, you're like, oh, new models isn't that cool. If you're mm. a law person, new story isn't that cool. They all tick boxes. Being uh, The best analogy I can come up with, and I know Nathan hates them, but I'll try my hardest. The best analogy I've ever, ever, ever been able to give is that when you get, you get a controller for like a computer game, but your controller's got two buttons and you're like, button one, button two button one button two and then like two years later they've got someone's got a better controller that kind of works better with the new game system yours works as well but it doesn't work quite as well and you've still got the two buttons but the other guy got the controller that works better with the game system and you've got five buttons or six buttons or whatever it might be yeah so you're kind of like oh, i can't wait for me to get my new controller so i can play right because you know that's the army that you've bought um because you obviously you want as many buttons as possible you want as many special moves as you can get for your character right like, that's what you want to do you want to mm. have that and that's what the rules are they give you that give you the ability to do this really cool storytelling thing on the tabletop maybe storytelling is winning like gavin was yesterday and maybe your storytelling is doing some sort of crazy rule like a no what's role yeah and that's what you want you want a new new cool thing that you're able to do uh and so your books really should be that thing and leaving a book as james has said for several years with no com communication uh, or as we talked about with coherency like recognizing that thralls need a two inch reach because they're on 32 mil bases but never doing an faq to make it so that gluttons can fight from two ranks it's just the weirdest mm -hmm like game system i think james is right like communication is super important and they fail pretty drastically a lot of the time and these updates we should be proud like we should be happy that we're getting these updates but truthfully sometimes they just kind of say to me well you're you're you, like it's it just feels ignorant is all i'm gonna say like in some cases and the daughters of cain one feels ignorant and i bet there's a bunch of daughters of cain players who bought the special edition daughters of cain book who are super pissed i bet there's also a bunch of daughters of cain players who are like i'm kind of happy with my book at the minute like i bought my bow snakes because you know the book only came out less than a year ago i was pretty settled that that this was a comfortable army to build and play you know mm. like there's a year that's just like that's not even really like the full cycle right it should be three years roughly so you're like okay the book already came out only a year ago so i should be safe like if you're a soul black grave lords player right now you must be like sweating bricks you must be like uh oh i've only just started <laughs> i've only just, <laughs> just started like looming yeah, yeah like yeah well uh, that's what the third the unknown order book is probably be another lumineth one it it's about time we'd see another one of them yes i wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if we see one this year I wouldn't be surprised My, if you see one I, this year. I just, I, I, again, I with, think... with this being announced less than a year from the previous book, what justify, like from a rules perspective, what rules are you going to add that justify an entirely new book and entire, uh, great like, point. over great point. over an FAQ? Mm -hmm. And the answer is, I assume, right, that there will be a number of them. Right. Like, like, like to be because obviously I'm not I'm not going to say that they're just going to like fucking shovel out the same book with a new cover. But what I'm saying is then your reason for doing this book becomes to justify this book's existence. 
when you have a multitude of other books that's existences as a re-release, like Nighthaunt is a perfect example. Them getting a new book is perfectly justified. Their rules are a bit outdated. Their style is a little bit sour. Um, so giving them a new book breathes fresh life into this army where for Daughters of Cain, that was absolutely not necessary. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I think I think there's going to be people who are very angry. Then there's going to be the people like, oh, I can't believe people complain about getting a new book. Those people, like, which like, just let people be upset about something. It's fine. Like, if you don't like it, just mute them and move on with your life. Like, just let people be annoyed, right? Because I think you, you've got every right to be justified. Uh, but then also, everyone who plays against Daughters of Cain are going to be like, I can't believe you've got to pay 25 quid to get your army nerfed in the future. Hype as shit. <laughs> <laughs> you, had to, you had to pay for your FAQ, sucker. Yeah. But, uh, but the, the important point that you brought up there, Dan, which I think is really relevant, and I'm so proud you brought it up, is what are they going to do to justify or what are they going to do for that 25 pounds like that's actually quite a bit of money you know they what, change the cover like, <laughs> yeah like what are they what are they going to do rules wise like to make you think or even law wise if you're a law person what are they going to do to make you think yeah that's worth 25 quid like again in a year's time it has to be pretty significant right mm. narratively mm-hmm what has changed in the last six months or year for Daughters Again? Uh, nothing. So it's probably the same narrative with a new unit added in. But I also think, like, narratively, not sure it's adding a lot. Rules-wise, if they rewrite it, it means loads of people probably have to buy new stuff or change new stuff. But, like, it's just nuts. Like, you've spent a year, probably six months of that year, because COVID learning a new book, you get a new book, and your mate's been a Beast of Chaos player for 10 years. He's got a whole army, and he couldn't compete with you anyway. What if he can't compete? Like, I don't think even competitively matters as much. Like, even if you're just playing at home for a laugh, like, if your mate's army's way better, way more up-to-date than you, mm. that's no fun either, right? I, I just don't see what they... I just don't see them changing enough without annoying everyone for 25 quid. Mm. And also, wasn't there an issue with all the cards for the Daughters of Cain set? They didn't release any. Okay, well, maybe this is one. <laughs> well, I, I think it's quite like, I think it's quite clear. We'll move on to Nighthawk now. I think it's quite clear that they, uh, they, they wrote this book. Uh, then they were like, well, we'll chop a bit of it out for, for Broken Realms. They were like, oh, fuck it, we'll... We'll double dip on this. We'll get some extra cash at the end of the financial year because we've basically written it. Uh, and then there's that character who wasn't just there for nowhere, right? Um, and then off we go. So, like, they're just having a great time making money. Um, but, you know, you should ask yourself, what you know, what do you want? All right, Nighthorn. Uh, anyone got anything else to say against Torsi Kane? Nathan, you got any thoughts? No, no. I mean, maybe, maybe they're listening to James. Maybe there is a Daughters of Cain player and a Beasts of Chaos player, and they're gonna um, get them to the same level. So That'd it'll be, be the same level as a Beasts of Chaos, of a Chaos book. No. Oh, no, I'd be stoked <laughs> by that. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. So uh, the next one is Nighthaunt. So uh, Nighthaunt currently are just a caddy for Nagash, apparently, based on the weekend's results. Um, uh, most of the book is the same, uh, although we're obviously going to add crossbows in. So they have uh, they have four, five different infantry combat units uh you've got chain rasps and you've got grim gas reapers uh the chain rasps being the more holy version grim gas being more elite then you've got 
Dreadside Haradins, which are also like an elite unit uh ish then you've got Grimgas stalkers which are also kind of the same as those two that i mentioned before and then you've got Mimrim banshees which are kind of slightly different because they're kind of anti-magic but kind of the same but then you do have hex rates so you've got cavalry you've got base units which are spirit hosts uh you've got a bunch of on foot characters you've got some mounted cavalry characters you've got the black coach uh, which is obviously great, which I guess is our kind of monster unit, uh, if you will. So overall, not a terrible range. If you add in the crossbows, maybe they're a little bit heavy on basically infantry of, of a variety of ways. And they've got a bunch of different characters, right? They've got the Excruciator. They've got Chain Ghasts. They've got Executioners. You've got a bunch of different on-foot characters, which really you don't really see any use for, or we see them much in. Obviously, you see the Excruciator all the time. So they've got a range of different units. Uh, Nathan, jump us off. Uh, what would you like to see from the army rules-wise? Haven't they got some ghost rat things as well? Yeah. Yeah, th those are the Glaive yeah. Stalkers. Yeah. I want to see them become decent no, why because <laughs> i've never seen them oh, i want to fight against ghost rats rat ghosts <laughs> whatever they are <laughs> okay all right fair enough like so obviously uh their previous uh, iteration they got uh combat bonuses from their allegiance ability um uh which was pretty much it uh they also got grave sites and other stuff uh but they're pretty overshadowed at launch by just a better set of allegiance abilities like to use the <laughs> army in which is a weird flex uh so yeah they, you got any thoughts uh, on that, yeah. what you'd like to see other than the rat ghosts well yeah i mean uh, it seems like they could do with uh with being improved well uh, speckles has been doing fairly well with it hasn't he won some games with them so they can't Three. be that bad Three more than normal. Three games. Oh, yeah. There we go. So, yeah, they must be quite good, actually. I agree. If he can win games, yeah. I agree. I agree. So, I don't know why other people aren't kicking butt with them. Uh, I mean, some people are doing okay with them, right? Like, we saw we saw Nighthorn get into the top eight of the LVO this weekend. But, they, again, it was a Nagash caddy list. So, like, Nagash was really the powerhouse. And it was the... Mm. Um, uh, but, like, I mean, we've seen them playing all over. They're not terrible. They're not, like, no. sub... They're not sub 40% win rate. I think they're around 42% win rate. So, um, like, they're, they're, they're in the needs improvement category. But it is a deeply old book that could do yeah. with having a load of different uh, rewrites. Because the book well, basically... Yeah, the book's basically... Go on, sorry, AOS no. 2. The, yeah. That book was the start of AOS 2, right? Yes, yeah, so it's mm. three and a half years old. So, like, they could literally, in my opinion, like, that, that book that they currently have on sale is got almost none of the rules that are currently valid mm. right now. Yeah. Uh, so it would be good to get rid it's... of that. I'm okay, I'm super excited. Yeah, of course you can. I'm I'm super excited to see uh like Nighthaunt probably and as a dwarf player of the four announced books, the Nighthaunt one is the one that excites me the most to see. Okay. Um, uh, I love their their range is beautiful. Like really, they they're well tied together, but the, all the units are unique except for like I mentioned. I think it's Bladegeist and Grimgast or something like. There's two that are very very similar. Uh, but other than that. There's like unique and things that that make each unit unique, but it ties them together. They got some really beautiful looking models. The awesome thing is that the change to 3.0, like the only downside that I didn't enjoy about Nighthaunt was it was a horde army, and that's that's fine. But it's a horde army where one of their big things was for those who don't know, when they charge, if they roll, I believe it's a 10, like a natural 10 or higher, they get to pile in an attack as soon as they complete the charge, and then again in the combat phase. 
Now, Nighthaunt was an army of massed attacks, not a small number of very powerful attacks. So it was a slow fucking army to play. Like if they got one big, ch- if they got a charge, then suddenly you're rolling 40, 60 dice through to wounds and saves in the charge phase, then again in the combat phase. And it was like, I, I played them in a couple of tournaments. Um, and it was actually one of the first tournaments that I've ever had a bit of a go at one of the people I played who was playing Nighthaunt because we didn't get past the second turn. Um, and I, I had been on this person the entire game because like it was just they were very slow about their dice rolls and it was a really slow, slow way to play with all of it. Anyway, unimportant. Uh, and it's not like that experience is why the book needs to change, but with the change to 3.0 and not having much in the way of reinforcement, you know, like having, you're more likely to have multiple units rather than big units of 30. Uh, I think that Nighthaunt are in a place to be like a really fun army to play and play against. Okay. All right. Uh, that seems to make sense. James, how do you feel about Nighthaunt? Uh, yeah, I, I think like they're probably want to have the possibility to be one of the prettiest armies in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it'll be exciting to see. Hopefully, like I know, like a bunch of people have sat on that wagon for a long time or hopped back on when like not being rendered got better again. Uh, but it'd be nice to see them. I'd like to see them stay a horde army, much against Dan. Like mm-hmm. I like their narrative. I like they're a bunch of like ragtag thieves and bandits. Like, I'd like to see that explained a little bit more. I'd like to know where they've come from. And I'd like maybe their units to fit those roles. So, like, the cowardly battle line, like, give them rubbish bravery. I don't care if they're dead. Let them run away, but have hundreds of them. Like, make them useless, but they're a wall. Mm. Like, then give me the better units, but give me them, like, some, like, crazy narrative rules to it. Mm. I wouldn't mind. I, I think that would be I, cool. I, I wouldn't mind each one of the combat units, at least the combat units, having some sort of like debuff attached to it because they produce some sort of fear mm. in yeah. the opponent. Right? There's some. They do some sort of haunting. Yeah. Like the. Haunt- and unfortunately, Woo! yeah. And unfortunately, <laughs> they've 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 written so many fucking. Every book ignores battle shock at this point in time that you, it can't be uh, reduces your bravery because everyone's immune to bravery and battle shock and shit like that. That is. The one thing in the game that I think is the major uh, slipping point at the moment is just about every army has access to army-wide ignores Battleshock Uh or like within a bunch or within or whatever, which means that Battleshock isn't really a thing. There's a a bunch of destruction armies that want to have a word with you, Dan, but don't worry about that. Um, (laughs) uh, That's fine. They really want to. Uh, Yeah, I think uh, think it would be fun. Like, imagine you had like uh, Grimgas Reapers were like, oh, you know, they, they... they gave you the haunting of weakness or whatever, and you were minus one to wound, then another unit. Then you would have reasons to do multi-charges. You would have like, oh, actually, I'm going to charge in with you. Like, then you would have varieties of different units, right? Oh, I'm going to charge in with my five hex race. I'm going to charge in with my other unit because they do these two mm. different debuffs. I'm really going to stop that unit yeah. in its tracks uh, by being in range of it, which I think would be super fun. Uh, mm. uh, obviously, I think... Uh, if you guys don't agree with this, let me know. But I think the black coat should be broke as fuck, roughly. <laughs> no, don't, because Speckles has like eight of them, doesn't he? Do you know what would be good though? Yeah, make it really good. Still not a hero. Okay, yeah, fair. <laughs> well, uh, the hero is dead in the back. That makes sense to me. What They're do you reckon, all Nathan? Dead, Dan. All yeah. of them. Uh, Nathan, Nathan, what do you reckon? I think at least one. Yeah, he's extra dead. One where it nah. gives out an aura where it's like phenomenal. No, I don't like the Black Coast. It doesn't fit anywhere close near the edge of its fucking base. Trying to fight it is a nightmare. I don't want to see them. 
that's the real fear that it gives you fighting near the base i don't want to fight near the base i end up snapping bits of it off trying to get my little fuckers close to it so no i don't want to see the black coach ever again okay. i i think okay what about this what about this the black coach is a transport in the same way that that uh, the cadron ships are like just which is weird because ghosts obviously don't take up any space but it would be funny for like them to all just come piling out of the thing uh, like you literally could have come from the underworld and they're like sometimes you want a pimped style uh, wait, all these did, ghosts like Ugh. were you thinking about turning stuff. it into a transport like a ko boat yeah, yeah yeah that's what i'm saying it becomes it has a model capacity and a bunch of like ghosts can ride around in the the thing all right all right i like that that's pretty funny it's a true coach tend to board yeah. please yeah it's a it's a coach it's a black coach and then everyone gets in and they're just like oh i didn't realize that this was a hearse oh that's and good. they're just really uncomfortably standing ten, ten around points the coffin. for every model you put in it yeah <laughs> and it's like gorka because they're ghosts it's about as many as you can like balance on it yes okay <laughs> okay all aboard love that love that idea that's an excellent idea well done and then uh, you, you need to paint a little uber sticker in the front window of each coach Oh, I love I love this. This is a great idea. We should do, definitely do this. Okay, Alinda's wild ride. Good suggestion. Chat. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. So those are the so those are the uh, the two books um, uh, that are coming into uh, like uh, or into Northern Hemisphere Spring. Sorry, to be specific. Uh, then moving into <laughs> moving into Northern Hemisphere. Um, uh make the northern hemisphere summer uh, we have a chaos battle tome as unannounced and an order battle tome however however what's this two more mystery battle tomes this is from the community article are slated to arrive this summer we can't tell you exactly what they are yet but it seems distinctively chaos flavored mischief is on the horizon much to the dismay of the ever vigilant forces of order wait there's something else about rats in this one second Marathi, uh, well, there's some somewhere in this it says something about rats, I'm sure. Uh, or is it just that? Is it just says mischief? Okay. Um, I'm sure there was some rat reference somewhere. Pink Horrors, New War Scroll, Zinch Battle Tome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, the rat leak was on the forums. Oh, is it on Discord? Send me the link. Uh, okay. All right. So, uh, Nathan, quick guesses. Uh, what do you think? Chaos Order Battle Tome. What are, the, what are your guesses and what would you like them to be? Uh, another Slanesh battle tome. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, hopefully it might be Beasts of Chaos, but we'll see. See what happens. Or Skaven, either of those. Be quite fun. Uh, and then what's the other one? Order. Uh, the Order one will be um, a Dispossessed battle tome. Oh, be still my beating heart. <laughs> mm. But it's not. No, it's probably not going to be that. So it'll probably, it may be uh, a Sylvaneth one, but no, it's probably not Sylvaneth. They would have leaked it already. So <laughs> maybe. Throwback! <laughs> yeah! That's why they're not doing it on iTunes anymore. They can't trust the intern on the iTunes account. That's true. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe Sylvaneth or. Uh, I don't know. Don't, I've got no idea. I'm going to go Sylvaneth and uh, Beasts of Chaos then, because they like fighting each other anyway, don't they? They're most hated of enemies. 
Uh, they are they are very hated. So uh, just so you know, it says, what's this? Chaos-flavored mischief? Uh, and then someone has said that male rats are called bucks, untamed females, uh, does, pregnant or parent females are dams, infants, kittens, or pups. This is all talking about rats. However, a group of rats is referred to as... Does anyone know? A mischief. A mischief. A mischief of rats. Uh, I don't feel like it's that they, intelligent. No, they're giving them way too much credit. <laughs> like, like, I'm sorry. There's, there's, you're giving them way too... Like, right there, what's happened is they're like, hey, I'm like $70,000 in debt. And they went, would you like some more credit? And they're like, yeah, sure. Here's Have some more credit. That's what's happening. You're giving credit to, to people who have burnt their ability to repay it. Uh, that's that seems fair uh but you get this uh this is a mischief of hosts i agree um uh okay so james what are you saying what do you think what would you what do you think it's going to be what would you like it to be um i'd like a new slaves to darkness book and i would like a new cities of sigma book two cities two mortals slamming into each other all day long Okay. All right. Good. Uh, I'm. I got the feeling it's going to be. I got a feeling it's going to be Silverneth and and Slaves to Darkness. A feeling. Uh, I don't know if that's the case. It might not be. We might get our uh, our cities of Sigma or our new Pilgrims of Order or whatever the fuck it's going to be called. Uh, maybe, which obviously would work mm. quite nicely in parity With against the, a, sla a Slaves to Darkness Rangers. book. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's a Slaves to Darkness book, but it might not be. Um, uh, truthfully, we will have to end up uh, seeing. I think that would, Dawnbringers versus Slaves to Darkness would be cool. Yeah. Um, uh, but it could also I... be Silverneth. I reckon, like, okay, so it should be Beasts of Chaos and Sylvaneth, which is why it won't be either of them. So because it should be them, it definitely won't be. So I think it's going to be Skaven and Cities, and there'll be a FOMO box. Uh, interesting. All right, that and it's going to be like, and it'll be called like the Underwar or something like that, and we'll call it the Underwear. I don't think that. And ever, if... I don't think they're ever revisiting cities until they do whatever humans in the mortal realms are. I think whatever mm. cities is in the future is going to be like you're going to get pilgrims and then you're going to get the whole city range is going to basically be like like um it's going to be like soft like legended mm. do you know what i mean yeah uh, right. they're, yep. going to, they're going to be like ready for old world yeah 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 basically that but we'll see we'll see uh yeah. okay so those are the two books uh now just in and that's the uh that's the roadmap overall um and i think we've covered most of that uh pretty effectively there's only there's two more things, but we're only going to cover one of them now because uh, of time being an issue. So uh, I will cover the uh, the LVO kind of recap uh, in detail on Wednesday uh, because I'll be doing the stats review show on Wednesday um, uh, and looking at all the information. So I'll do that on Wednesday uh, and then. Uh, but just really quickly, it was one by Gavin, which was cool. It was, it's a Sigmar army, which was cool, and we did live coverage of it last night, which was super fun. That was uh, incredible. Oh. Thank you. Uh, shout out to Joe and Dayton for d bringing all of the uh, the live action via their phones and also to Matt who helped me out. It's pretty fun. Uh, I had a great time, actually. I had a really fun time doing coverage of those tables. It's a shame I wasn't there to do like the whole weekend and kind of track the journeys uh, of the matches. Um, it was a bit all over um and i'll talk more about that on wednesday like pretty early in the match but the one thing i'd like to say as a shout out I, i've already tweeted about this but i'll say it again is uh, if you haven't gone and watched it back on youtube it's available to watch the best bit is kind of the interview with both levan and and, and uh, gavin at the end where they were just amazing competitors they both just bigged each other up and they also kind of like bigged up like their local communities and stuff and i thought it was mm. just really sweet truthfully 
um i thought yeah. that, that was really good uh so yeah uh, overall nathan you didn't happen to catch it did you did you much care about the result i i didn't catch it um so um but no you've made it sound quite good and it was a cities of sigma list that won it with four formulators and, and four dragons in it yeah Which that means it was only fifty percent cities, right? Like no, less. Many, less, yeah. So it was a, uh, yeah. It was a. Uh, how do I get four fulminators and oh, four no. dragons able to teleport using a living city? Mm. However, still very, very cool to see living cities take it out. Uh, I agree. I agree. Uh, James, uh, did you catch anything? No. Okay. Won't lie. Okay. I was asleep. Well, actually, it's because it, the reason I bring it up, uh, and we'll talk more about it in the future, uh, like I, I will, sorry. Uh, the reason I bring it up, because actually it kind of leads into the next point of conversation, which is actually a pretty major deal that might have gone under the uh, radar yesterday or the day before when it was announced, which was Games Workshop um, and ITC officially forming a partnership, mm, uh, yeah. effectively. Now, uh, uh, Nathan, you got any thoughts on what that might, you got any idea what that means? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I've got no idea what's going on. Sorry. Games Workshop and ITC are forming a partnership. Yes. Well, yeah. they're, they're now basically codifying their partnership, which has already obviously existed. Uh, okay. James, uh, have you got? do you got any clue what we're talking about here? I, I ITC was a 40K thing, wasn't it? Yeah. ITC is... It's... So this is going to blow your mind. ITC is currently also an AOS thing. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Which, is, uh, which is basically how... Uh, most people feel uh, in Europe. It was really interesting doing the live stream last night because one of those interesting things for any of my NA audience, so North American audience, uh, was the comments in the chat were so wildly different to what we sometimes do when we do coverage in European time. There were lots of people being like, talking about the ITC, oh, they're the top-ranked ITC player in this region, they're this and that, which is just comments that I never see ever when I do coverage in Europe or at all. And what was really funny was watching the people vehemently posting about it in, oh, vehemently probably too strong, but uh, actively posting about it in the chat. And then a lot of the Europeans being like, what the fuck are you talking about? Much like Nathan, they were like, what the fuck are you saying right now? Yeah, Dan, you know all about this. And James, you know all about it. Yeah. Do you want to tell me what you, James, what you know it is? Uh, well, I didn't realize it was an iOS thing, but it's uh, <laughs> as far as I'm aware. Okay. Um, and uh, a ranking system that uh, is used to basically like a pointed ranking system that allows people to see how good they are at Age of Sigma. Or yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, correct. Dan, you got any yeah. anything to add? Uh, oh, it's it's effectively like a, a tournament collective umbrella. Not that it runs the events, but like events become. Uh, admissible to be worth itc points or itc Correct. rankings mm -hmm. which then imagine like it's like basically you've got a profile and itc related events that you go to uh then inform your profile and so you can have uh, different stats within regions within armies within a lot of different things yeah okay uh, yeah pretty much all right so I'll, I'll try and get i'll try and be really succinct with it you go to an event which is under the, an itc umbrella again it doesn't have to be organized by the itc but they they submit the points uh hello to our raid or a bunch of oh someone raided us or is this just a bunch of uh, who's raid? oh my god this is dave from really war gaming <laughs> 
<laughs> nice. <laughs> great. Uh, great. Thank you, everyone in the chat. In the chat. Uh, what up? What up? There's Get a lot in. of corn references, though, so they can leave. There is. Yeah, <laughs> I know. If you're a mini wargaming fan, uh, then you're going to hate my nuts. Uh, <laughs> big shout out to Dave uh, for donating uh, well, what he's done. I don't know how he's raided us. Okay. Nathan, do you know what mini wargaming is? Yeah, I used to watch uh, eighth edition battle reports that they did. Oh, I, nice! They, yeah, ages ago. I've not, I've not watched that them for ages. Did, uh, aren't they mini war gaming? I think that's the one. I might have got it totally wrong, but yeah, I've, they do. Uh, <laughs> they did battle reports at some stage on YouTube. They did. Pretty sure they did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, uh, still do them. Uh, Dave, Dave very nicely, uh, I messaged him because he's, they've just done a Kickstarter for a new set of miniatures, um, uh, which are more spacey than they are fantasy, Nath. Uh, and it's, the Kickstarter's gone really well. Uh, but yeah, uh, cool. on Friday, uh, the chat suggested I review it. Um, and we had maybe some of the best times ever on Friday, but more on that later. So hello, everyone. So I'm just explaining to uh, Nathan, James, and Dan about the ITC points. And if you are, uh, if you do like mini wargaming, you might not be as a competitive player or maybe you are a competitive player but the itc uh, independent but it's not that anymore it used to be the independent tournament circuit is now the international tournament circuit and what that does uh is it collects results from events um that submit them and then you get itc points the bigger the uh, the better you do at the event the more itc points you get the bigger the event is the more itc points you get okay so you the best thing for you to do is go to the biggest events like the las vegas open or bobo which is also huge or cancon which is also huge and then get the and then uh do as well as you can right and there's a bit of a, a, a differential weighting system if you go to the biggest event possible and get let's say come 50th or 60th yeah you might get more points than having won a 64 person event okay does that make sense Okay. Gotcha. Okay, then. Yeah. Okay. So Games Workshop, being officially, officially in bed with them, has said that at the end of an ITC season, which begins in, at LVO, and it ends at LVO, yeah, at the winner of the ITC, which does apply to Age of Sigma and has always applied to Age of Sigma, Gavin, for instance, who won um, the LVO yesterday, also won the ITC, uh, they're going to provide prize support for people in the ITC. But the major issue for many people, uh, hello, everyone in the chat. Thanks, uh, by the way. Uh, uh, big love to you. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm so glad. Um, uh, the, uh, the big news is that, um, that because of Games Workshop kind of officiating it, uh, I assume that a lot of people will try to get into it more. For instance, um, ITC is obviously because it's run by Frontline Gaming Network is an American thing. Uh, it hasn't. It didn't really gain tons of traction in Europe until Games Workshop really started to big them up um, in loads of different ways. And similarly, uh, Nathan, you've never heard of the ITC pretty much, and James didn't know it applied to Age of Sigmar at all. Uh, even though there are people who play Age of Sigmar in Europe and Australia and other places, they might not give a fuck that it's involved with ITC at all. It was. It. I like. We were aware of it in Australia. Like to put it into perspective. But Age of Sigmar in Australia had its own... And effectively, like, we... For those who might not be familiar from Australia, we had the Australian Masters, 
which was where there was a certain criteria for events to be able to submit their results to masters. And then that gave you a certain bracket of points. And then your points went it's to exactly the like, same. grading the things. The only difference is ours was a little bit more independent, I guess, in the, the, I would say like looking at them, right. ITC has a series of things. Your tournament has to tick the boxes off to get you those rad points uh, where, you know, I would say the Australian version was a little bit more um, uh, was a little bit more fluid. Like there was a little bit more dynamic difference between the events. It was more of like a number of players in a number of rounds that weighted it, rather than certain other specifics of like like the the tournament play itself. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. So the ITC is tied to the LVO then. Okay. All right. Again. So. The LVO, Las Vegas Open, is an event, right? Which is an yeah. ITC event. The people who run the LVO, yeah, also run the ITC. The LVO is the beginning and the end of each ITC season. Well, it's beginning or the end. The beginning and end. Nice. It's the beginning. So it basically the Saturday night. Oh, no, it's sorry, the Sunday. So if, if you win the LVO, yeah. does... Which which uh, year does that apply to? The it year applies that, to that the end the of end? the year. The end. Okay. So and winning that doesn't give you any ITC points if you win that. And, oh, I guess you it get you the most. That, yeah. The most the, for that year. Because it's the largest event, it gives you the most points available. So basically what's happened in 40K, and it's really important to understand this, what's happened in 40K, we've started to see a bunch of large-scale 40K events happen in Europe. Um, mm. Like the Nottingham GT happened recently, where they put all the tables portrait instead of landscape. Uh. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, saw it, triggered. Hate, hate those maps. Don't want to do it all day. Sorry, Ooh. carry on. Um, yeah, uh, Nathan, it's like Bad Dice Rankings, but it's called ITC. Yes, if you're yeah, English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. but I'm trying to yeah. explain it to I'm trying to explain it to everyone basically, so people get it. Because actually, it's cool. a pretty big deal. Because what you might start to see is people try to run really large scale, major Age of Sigmar events um, mm -hmm. because they're worth more points. So the quality of the event isn't important. That's not to say that any major large scale events aren't good quality. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying the size of the event is more important than the quality of the event, which is what ITC uh, effectively okay. does. Right? Knowing, that, knowing that, yeah, yeah, knowing knowing that size matters. Yeah, which you know, I I like to think it's <laughs> it's how you use it, but that's fine. That's we all, depending on what we're working with, have a different opinion in that regard. Uh, and this is just completely, you know, like has nothing to do with anything. I'm not thinking about anything. I'm definitely not thinking about trying to find a way to game the system. Mm -hmm. Out of curiosity how many people theoretically could you fit with a regular table size in the the arena that that you have there theoretically 16. hypothetically 16. sorry 16 6 so you could uh, hold a ITC thingy in your no house. so actually that's a, that's a that's a really really good question thanks very much no yeah. so actually uh something like uh the itc doesn't actually really work for small scale events because winning a small like so if you went to a one day or a two day or a small venue it's not worth uh your time if your goal 
is to achieve highly in the ITC. So if mm. you went, let's say you went five weekends and you went, you went to five different 32-person events, right? It yeah. wouldn't be worth the same as going to three 200-person events. Okay. Okay. And so what you're, mm. so what you're effectively, so what you're effectively doing is you're like uh, cra- crowding makes it sound negative. I'm not doing that. You're encouraging, you're encouraging large scale events, which is cool because we like large scale events, right? Mm. Uh, well, I mean, it really depends on how you feel about it. You're encouraging large scale events, and one of the reasons, uh, Nathan, as an example, this weekend they had, uh, I think it was nearly 800 people play in the 40k final. So uh. you had to play. You had to play six rounds on the yeah. Friday and the Saturday because it was a three-day event. And then you also maybe, in order to qualify into the top eight, had to play a shadow round for a seventh round. And then to win the event, you had to play three more. So just just out of clarity, Nathan, how do you feel about playing ten games of Warhammer in three days? <laughs> it's more than Nathan's played all year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, every game feels like it's 10 games long so yeah yeah let's do it so the thing i'm not missing so in the chat uh, it's been pointed out the thing is rob missing is your top six scores matter i'm obviously not missing right yeah. i just haven't said that yet right so yeah. your your top six scores matter but obviously if your top six scores are at six large events versus someone else's six scores at medium events then your scores are better. So you're still always encouraged to go to the large scale events. Okay. So if, currently for Age of Sigmar, like it really only affects North America because really they're the only people who actually truly give a fuck about it. That's not to say it's worth worthless and isn't worthwhile, but that's just trying to explain what it is. And I think the knock on effects of what it has done. Okay. Uh, obviously, mm. also people uh, put their their ranking in the uh, in their Twitter bio, which is my favourite thing ever. Uh, or start their podcast with where they're placing, or they start like a YouTube comment with my mate's actually the thirty fourth best custodies player in uh, my local town, uh, and he said, and you're like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm reading this comment. <laughs> but <laughs> like, as, a, as a side note, um, but my venue it would be not very useful for something like that at all. What my venue no. would be really useful for is something along the lines of now you brought it up, Dan, because I hadn't really thought about the difference between the two. My venue would be really good because obviously it's set up as a studio to kind of do the top end of that. So if you were to follow the season and you would take that oh, like same... the final eight, yeah, like the like the yeah the top sixteen, you would take a top right. sixteen, yeah, from the points. That's what my venue. Yeah. But my venue is pretty unique. The issue is, again, just to go back to it for me looking at 40k events that the large-scale events generally uh, like are, are huge great spectacles which is fantastic but they really only benefit the itc track and the it scoring and they don't really necessarily help local gaming stores and smaller venues from producing mm. uh effects the other negative if i'm allowed to just say this uh, is that it doesn't track with additions as an example so you would think you would go summer to summer as a season, mm. right? Mm. You wouldn't go February to February because that's kind of weird, right? Like, for instance, like, we track the scores for all of the Age of Sigma results around the world at the minute, Ziggy and Rob and everyone. So what I could do, for instance, is I could look at... It's a great idea, actually. I could look at, like, who performed best in England and like or UK, let's say, and I could invite them all in the summertime for an event here, like, you know, 
and, and stream the whole thing. I could do that right, because yeah, it's yeah. summer to summer. February kind of makes From, it... Ha, yeah, handbook to handbook, isn't it? Yeah, handbook to, handbook, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. always do it handbook to handbook, right? Um, but the, uh, the, the issue would be uh, the, it's February to February. So those are, I think, the issues. And the positives are uh, you kind of get to be competitive. You kind of be like, oh, like, actually, I need to just get one place higher at this particular event because then that will put me top Beast of Chaos player, for example. It's kind of like when you go to a big event and you get to, like, they're doing best in faction. So you can always try and be the best in faction, right? You can be like, all right, I'm going to play mm. Beast of Chaos this season, even though they're shit. Because I want to be the best Beast of Chaos player in the world, yeah, yeah. right? The kind of problem is that the, you generally get, um, you generally get, I'm the Beast of Chaos player who's played the most at big events, is generally the way it shakes out, if that makes sense. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, as a metric for who's the best, I'm not certain that it's perfect. For a metric who attended the largest events with that certain army and did the best with it, that's kind of how it shakes out. That's kind which, of how... Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah which was always... Like, uh, genuinely, it created really interesting conversations in... I remember in the Australian Master System as well, when that was first kind of kicking off, because it, it becomes... It's, let's say you're at a smaller event, right? Hmm. There's the argument that it is a smaller pool of players, meaning that the talented players and the comp most competitive lists and competitive players often find themselves clashing more frequently. However, it's a smaller pool to draw from. When you go to a bigger pool, 100, 200 people, suddenly, though, yes, the argument is that across more, those people will compete against more competitive players more often, but you're also diluting the pool a lot heavier with, uh, with matchups that allow people to do well without. I'm not saying that there's a right or wrong answer here. Don't think that I'm going down it. I just think it's a really... It is an interesting concept to think about because like you're saying, if you have, when you have an event and you've got a handful of people that you bring in who are um, invited to that event for the purpose of it being like a small scale competitive event, mm -hmm. for me, that's, it's a very different experience and it's a very different thing to say stream and watch than when you're seeing the top table streamed at a 200 player event. Not that I don't fucking love seeing that because of some of the magic that you sometimes get to have, mm. but you also then end up with matchups more regularly um, uh, that favor one side over the other because in such a broad vibe you have more. Yeah. Anyway, I just, I think it's, it's interesting. Yeah. There's also another downside, which uh, has been pointed out by someone in the chat uh, in that if you aren't in America and you don't have these ridiculously dumb fucking hotels that are 800 sizes too big. Yeah. Like if you mm. are, uh, I know for, I know for, I think Peru maybe are bringing in a team to worlds. Yeah. If you're Switzerland or even England, right. Uh, or you're uh, the Republic of Ireland who generally has a smaller community. It's not necessarily the biggest community. Yeah. You mm. will struggle to hold a 300 person event. Yeah. Mm. You will struggle to hold your 200, 250 person event, which means your events are worth less than if you went to the big American event. And so you're. Yeah, yeah, so, well, those, those communities are just going to ignore this then, aren't they? The ITC. It's not really an international. Correct. It's not. Yeah. The, uh, the, the other major issue, though, Nathan, specifically now, is that because of the fact Games Workshop have gotten bed to it and they've offered prizes for such a thing. 
Uh, I think they see it as a way of making communities encourage, okay, like if you're in like, let's say, I don't know, I'm trying to pick a smaller country that maybe doesn't have huge tournaments, but I don't want to misspeak because I know Germany has huge tournaments, I know France has huge tournaments, Spain has massive tournaments, arguably the biggest tournaments uh, in the world, um, uh, which might surprise you. Uh, like, but if you're, yeah, if you're... Cuba. Uh, okay, Russia, as an example. They, gen they generally tend to hit, or Poland, they gen generally tend to hit like 40 to 80 player events, but probably not anything bigger than that, generally. Um, Let's just remind everyone that the biggest AOS tournament for a very long time was the CanCon tournament still is in Australia. the largest in the world uh, that's been, that's ever happened. Mm. So um, I hear it's going to be 400 players next year, or at least 300. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and I only, I only say that to because I know it panics the TO, who is a lovely, lovely human being. Yeah, yeah. So like the the issue is, is that like there'll be some pressure. Uh, and so what's happened in 40k, and I know I'm doing a lot of explaining now, and I'm sorry about this, uh, but like what's happening in 40k is you get a lot of media attention focused on the players and generally the player state of everything that happens in the US. Now, if you're US-based, you, you're chuffed as shit about that. You're like, yeah, everyone's paying attention to us. But if you're one of the smaller countries or a country that can't necessarily generate as many people but just have as passionate a community, you aren't really benefited. So I don't see it as a particular positive uh, for Age of Sigmar. And actually, I will tend to think that it will cause more issues we haven't even discussed yet that what also may happen is in order to get those points you have to have a certain set of rules in your pack like no third party minis or mm. insert etc etc we haven't talked about that but we don't know what the state of that is so we'll talk about that in the future oh. uh james what do you think <clears throat> uh i doesn't make a difference to me all my life Okay, good. All right, that's fair. Cool. That's super yeah. fair. Uh, Nathan, what do you think? Uh, when do we have to turn your tables around in your venue? <laughs> <laughs> it does bother me. I'm out. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. So uh, if it can, if you can fit sixteen players, right? If we turn the tables on side on, like I know, I know. Look, Rob, I get it. Your focus <laughs> is on streaming the games and you know making it entertaining for people to watch i get that but have you considered money uh and and but and so if we were to turn all clear. of them on the I think side clear we could probably show. double it Rob, we it's... could double it 32 players Rob, surely that's right. the minimum needed done that roof upstairs is flat we could squeeze when the are you gonna stop it, it leaking that's <laughs> the real fucking question you fixed it when... two years ago and it still leaks yeah. Uh, right, venue. It needs a it new roof. <laughs> and somebody can spend some money. All right, fine. Um, okay. Uh, ignore that, uh, by the way, everyone. Uh, okay, yeah, like, <laughs> it's, it's an interesting development because obviously it gets a lot mm. of eyes uh, on the prize. The thing is, is I'm not necessarily certain the agency community is going to particularly pick it up. Um, I'll be interested to see. I don't. What I really don't want to do is be uh, vocal on um uh, any dissent that i may have or like although i think i've been like i think i've maybe in like uh i've described it like fairly negatively which is um not really what i intended to do um i think that's just like my general feelings on the issue coming out um because i think ultimately like it kind of makes the conversation like a little weirdly sided um uh because it doesn't bring into account maybe skill level of loads of players around the world uh when people are like described as this is the best x player 
and you think like like philip kartiev in russia i'll put him up against fucking anyone in the world like i don't like that motherfucker i don't even know who like he's good is all i'm gonna say uh same with piotr uh over in poland uh there's a bunch of french and german guys who i think are very fantastic a bunch of swedes like obviously england's got its own great player base um so like there's a bunch of people around the world and there's a whole bunch of other people who i don't even know yet right that's really really important that you kind of I want to deep dive those communities and understand them more and see who their players are and how they grind it out. And having done the review show of the stats and the list and stuff from all around the world, it's quite interesting to see those results. That's not to invalidate anyone who feels like they got a pat on the back by doing well in the ITC for Age of Sigmar. I just think um, it's not the best system, uh, like at the minute, maybe. But I'm... it's now the official system. That's really important. You need to know that because it's now the official system. Like that's that's why I've explained it because um there we go. There's one element for me that I I don't know yet, so like I want to say the negative thing first because I want to end on the positive because I think it excites me more than it worries me, and that's the idea of uh, big events. Which again we don't know the rulings for it, but like I know the LVO was the first. The winners of big competitive 40k and Age of Sigma events are, will be, they said, they'll be invited to a final series yes. where Games Workshop is going to pay for your flights and accommodation. Mm -hmm. And so my negative, let me just get this out of the way first because I think everybody's thinking it, is that that when a prize is that fucking cool, mm. you encourage more negative competition for uh, it. I think no, right? I, I, like, I, I'm not with that. I don't agree. Uh, but like I just I see when there's that much on the line, I see people getting a lot more intense about winning that trip, that glory, that everything. If now that people that's... get more intense about Warhammer, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But but like I just want to I want to put that out there first because that's that's possibly a little concern that people are going to get really fucking shitty and shady about it. However, that's the concern. The flip side, it excites the fuck out of me. Well, no, um, it won't do. It won't do when you realize yeah. like like you don't get it. Like so. Okay, Dan, yeah. you've done coverage with me. Yeah. We get to the yeah. final. Yeah. And there are four people on five and zero. Oh, right. And we're mm. doing coverage of one table. Tell me what the mm. problem is there. Yeah, is that any of those four could win? Okay, and we're covering one table, right? But also, yeah. like one person, one person wins because now it's on the secondary, right? Whatever the fuck the secondary yeah. is, okay? Yeah. So any yeah. like, if you're doing five rounds for an event, yeah, mm. you need it to be sixty-four players, or is it one twenty? I think it's sixty-four. Yeah, but mm. then you go up to when you get up to two hundred, you're like, okay, okay. So yeah, there are eight winners. The yeah. uh, the secondaries are these. Okay, three people are still on the same secondaries. Okay, uh, yeah. the tertiary is who's the nicest guy, and then you just get into a mm. fucking fist fight, right? The thing about it yeah. being large is it doesn't make it any different competitively. Mm. I reckon a hundred person events are probably like. Also, think about the pressure. Think about the financial mm. load to be like, cool, I'm going to do a three hundred person event. That's three hundred tables of terrain. That's three hundred and fifty mats yeah mm. oh, 150 tables of terrain it's a huge venue it's a huge layout you're putting this huge pressure on communities mm. to produce this effect only so you can get a number when you could just say okay hard cap at 126 people or 124 whatever mm. it is or hard cap at 64 hard cap mm. at that that's your maximum that's good that's great 
But you, the reason it's not that is because the whole system is designed to make the events as large as possible because the people running the system mm. are selling tournament tickets. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. All right. There you well, go. then they should just yeah. make it multiples of the 64 thing and then just have four 64-player tournaments or 10 64-player tournaments or whatever. But, oh, I mean, That's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. You, if we put the tables long ways and use that flat roof, we could probably get 64 in there. It'd be <laughs> fine. Maybe even that place out the back where the pigeons go as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. But, but so the thing I just wanted to finish on there, though, mm. the the concept of uh, the tippity top people, how I'm not I'm not necessarily having the conversation of how you get there. I'm just saying the conversation of bringing together to, the top players from around the world to compete is I'm really excited to hear that as a concept that is starting because what that then means is that the idea of war dollies is fine is is what you've been pushing and kind of championing for such a long time is as a t-sport yeah it's, like it's, like now na- na- off the back of yeah. this conversation i'm very interested to see who uh, to talk to ziggy and see if we can work out who the top 16 players in the uk are and then before mm. the new general's handbook invite them to a tournament here at the arena like, I'm excited to work yeah. that out. Like, I'm like, okay, that's already a fucking great idea. Like, yeah. like, that's good. But, like, it works season to season. And, like, and we would have to put a system in place where I was like, mm. like, I felt comfortable. Where I could say to people, like, look, you don't have to have 300 people. You don't have to have 200 people. Yeah. You can just yeah. have, do you know what I mean? Like, uh, like I think that's, a, I think that's uh, how you score. Yeah, how you score the thing. Do we know where the, with the ITC final thing will be it will it be at the lvo lvo is that what they no it would, the it would tickets be, that they're paying that you no go where the, and... the lvo would end and then they will do yeah. the invitational after because you, you won't oh, know okay. who won who's who you don't know who's mm. won the season until the end uh, of that until week. after the but LVO, then, LVO but then also the interesting thing is that the invitations like from that uh, warhammer community article the invitations aren't even necessarily seasonal there it's like the winner of the LVO gets an invitation. The winner of this gets an invitation. From the way it's described in the community article, right? They say, like, big events, the winners will get an invitation yeah. uh, to come and compete. So that means that potentially you could just win one fucking event and get in. Where I'd, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to do this to be like, it's a shitty idea, it's blah, blah, blah. I'm actually crazy excited about the concept because I love watching War Dollars. I love commentating, I love playing, I love everything. So this excites me because I'm like, fuck yes, I'm finally seeing like this go down the same path uh, with enough excitement from more than just uh, a, a small number of people like producing the quality content. But it's it's how you get there is now the conversation. Yeah um uh, yeah yeah uh, the chat's suggesting that you should do the tsn version of itc points and hold the final in the arena rob not, you, you need to seize the means of production rob not seize ter- the means not a terrible idea <laughs> not a terrible idea chat that is interesting okay uh let's wrap it up then because it's super late and i'm sorry uh any final thoughts anyone in the uh, either of you two on this uh nathan does it does it i mean i guess it doesn't bother you at all probably no not really uh, it's um yeah, I mean it's 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 going to be interesting to watch. I'm, I'm not expecting to be somebody that's involved as a um, as a contender really, but uh, it'll be interesting to watch it and just see like how the meta 
uh, copes with it and stuff like that. Like you know, yeah, it'd be uh, it'll be a, another bit of interesting sport to okay. watch. I guess that will be I, the only be. thing is if you do a TSN scoring thing, I absolutely want preferential treatment. Just abs, <laughs> I absolutely want to be able to cheat the system. Okay, I like like I'm I'm happy for every for a system to be fair to everyone except myself. All right, Boris. <laughs> I I just want to be the one percent for once. Oh, for once, let me be up, the one percent. All right. Uh, listen, listen. Uh, we're all gonna we'll talk more about we'll talk more about this uh, another day. I'm sure we will. Uh, thank you to you all three. Right, I'm sorry for keeping you for so long. Um, I just thought that was important because uh, I think a lot of people in Europe, uh, at least, um, and maybe at loads of places, don't really understand how important that statement is. Whereas a bunch of people in America are like, "Oh yeah," like they're super hype about it. So um, it's kind of I don't want I don't want any of us in the different communities to to be at odds or not understand each other where everyone's coming from. So understand that there's definitely a portion of the community are going to be hype as fuck about this, and you're going to be in the next few months seeing things like I'm now the thirteenth best. Sylvanus player in 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 my state, and you're going to be like, oh, dude, I don't know what that means. Um, uh, like, so they it. break it down that much into states and stuff like the ITC rankings. Yeah, you yeah you could you could do, you could do it like that line like that uh that. Is that how it's done with the 40k thing then? Yes. They know who's the best person uh on the left hand side. See, of... No, no. Now you've fallen into the trap. Or the, the who's the whatever the you know really important. who's got the most amount number of points from living in the where he wherever he lives you got it, you got it. because because that's the real rub right like you fell straight into the trap which is why the system is so good you've gone that's the best person there and you're like like i think it deserves an asterisk it doesn't mean that they're not great i just think best is like a pretty bold statement in many cases uh, and yeah. I think and I think that that's okay. Um, uh, so anyway, uh, okay, all right, uh, Dan, James, anyone got any shout outs before we go? Uh, I'm gonna shout out to uh, Rob allowing me to be the one percent. <laughs> that's pleasure. what I'm gonna shout out. My yep. pleasure. Great. Um, yep. uh, uh, James, uh, I'm gonna shout out Dan for sharing that he's slimy at heart. Okay, good. Nathan. Yeah. Never pretended I wasn't. Uh, no shout-outs today. Thank you. All right, perfect. <laughs> I'm going to shout-out the Twitch chat. Twitch chat will be back tomorrow for Warhammer Club. We'll be back 11 a.m. till 3 p.m. The adjacent choice, uh, the adjacent boys will not be joining me as they're still travelling back from the LVO. Uh, shout-out to everyone who's been tuning in. If you've got any thoughts and comments, uh, please do leave them. Hydro homies, stay hydrated. Um, YouTube thugs, leave some comments. And, of course, uh, thank you to everyone on the Twitch chat and everyone on the Honest Wargamer Patreon. Couldn't do it without you. See you guys soon. Thank you very much. And